Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another installment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessaly. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome back to the Wee Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment of classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout, I say joining you, I guess joining you as I mean, well, kind throughout of. all of the Chompy Chompy Piranha films is Katie Watson. Sup. And Alison Holland. Chompy Chomp. We're dealing with Piranha 2010. Very excited to be here. We're finally in the remake. But guys. If you're new to us, hello, welcome, please go out to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com, where you can patch into all of our previous shows. We've talked about everything from Danny Boyle to Leatherface to Pinhead to- Jason! That old- To Jason! To old (laughs) Chuck Boy. What else we've done? Some body snatching. Oh, that was so good. We did some purging, but let's forget about that. Yeah. We did some running around in the woods and screaming, Josh! We've done it all. Go and have a listen, subscribe, rate, please. It's the only way you can help us out because we don't do any banner ads. We don't do any patrons. And for the love of God, we're not going to try and sell you any. Moonlight balls. Woo. We should try we to should. sell those. Those are cool, though. I don't know how this works, great. Allie. I should have had you show me how you this works. You have to tap the bottom. Well, I charged the it. The little silver thing. Yeah. So touch the silver thing and that should turn it on, but it does need to be charged. Okay. Allie gave mm-hmm. us a really cool present, and it's like a moonlight that's supposed to sit on. It's a 3D printed moon. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's you cool. can make it cool toned or warm toned. It's very cool. Either Katie or Allie, or both of you, since there's one in both of your houses, can take a picture of it today, put it up in your Maybe your Allie, Twitter since hers actually works. Feeds. My moon is broken. And then actually, people- I have some 35 millimeter photos of it because that's what I do when I'm home alone. <laughs> Well, post them up in your Twitter feeds, and people go and check it out on your Instagrams, whatever you want. Later on, when you, when you, when you, yeah, talk about yourselves. What's happening? Yes, while you're there, please, yeah, like I say, please do subscribe, please do rate. It really does help us out a whole damn bunch. Here we are, near the end of yet another series. Next week is the finale. Of course, I wrap up after that. We're in the penultimate episode. It's coming up pretty quick, and it's been a weird ride so far. It's been pretty weird. Very weird ride, and it's gonna get weirder. Piranha 2010 gets a 5.4 out of 10 on the IMDb, which is not the best, but pretty solid. But guys, before we get anywhere, we do like to look at the landscape that was. It was pretty recent, only nine years ago, but a lot's happened in cinema, I feel, in those nine years. The MCU has done all of its stuff in that period, pretty much. Can you imagine a time before the MCU? Yeah. Excellent. So I can. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just no. dead silence. I'm wearing uh, my Katie Guardian Watson. shirt. You are in a Guardians of the Galaxy shirt, but that's a Disney ride shirt. Correct. Yeah, but it's cool. It looks like it's from the 70s. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's my cool dance. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be young and look like you're from the 70s. The best of both worlds. <laughs> that's Maybe it. you Just should post. My goals uh, are to try to look like I'm from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should post the picture of you enjoying that ride a lot no. on your Instagram or Twitter as well. 
No, no pictures much, of huh? me. Hmm. Are we doing international box of office of or yeah, worldwide, right? Yeah, worldwide, the whole bunch. We're going to be going into the top 10 worldwide, potentially. Don't Google it because maybe it's domestic. Yeah, not uh, that box, box office. office mojo's like SEO producer person. They should get their shit together. All right, I got it. I think I'm going to I'm got it. You got, got it? it. I'm going to mention number 11 only because it's one of my favorite movies, A Karate Kid. Deja vu. Even though Daniel's a dick and it's subliminal. Well, hang on, but this is... This is the remake. Yeah. So this is not one of your favorite films. I know, but I mean, it's a callback to one of my favorite films. Obviously, this one is not my favorite. This one is not the Daniel that I grew up remembering. Anyway, number 10, Tangled. We have a lot of cartoons, like (laughs) animation. I really (laughs) am struggling today. I apologize. We have a lot of animation (laughs) in this list. Just get yourselves ready. Good. Number 10 is Tangled. Uh, tangled. Yep. Not great. Never really finished it because I wanted to vomit. Number nine, I did not vomit. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon. Amazing. Yeah, I love this Toothless. movie. I love one. you. So good. Number eight. Uh, co-host Haruka Abe. This is one of her favorite movies, How to Train As Your Dragon. As it should Although be. Although she did not enjoy part three. Although a lot of people loved it. I, I haven't didn't think seen part great. three she, yet. She hated just, it. Some people, it's on their top list of 2019. Uh, hmm. um, I haven't seen it yet, really but did like it, it did not look exciting to me. Number eight, Shrek Forever After, which I haven't seen this one mm. either. Which number is this? Four? And it doesn't matter because you know, know what the best I've Shrek movie is? Puss in Boots. I was going to say Puss in Boots. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> number seven, Despicable Me. Also very good. Yeah. Recommend. Yeah. Al yeah. likes cats and shoes, so don't listen to him. Number six. Agreed. <laughs> cats and shoes. <laughs> shoes? We like, like shoes. She- you just said you like puss in boots. I was like, Alex, cats oh, and shoes. <laughs> oh, I was like, I do like Come cats. On, I'm not that enamored with shoes. shoes. <laughs> You're in a different wavelength today, Katie. We're going we're gonna to roll with yeah, it. Yeah, number six, Inception, not a cartoon. <laughs> not um, animated. I love Inception. It's really I think good. It's one of the best books. I honestly yeah. haven't yeah. gone back to it. I would need to go back and rewatch it since the first well, time I watched it, which was probably in 2010. If anyone would reply to our cries for email us at weirdgeeks.com or fuck you at weirdgeeks.com if you were happy with us doing some director's retrospectives as well as horror or my tweets about it. If anyone would actually support us and give us an excuse, <laughs> then Nolan is definitely one of the first ones we'd get to. A bunch of deadbeats sure. out there. That would Come be on, awesome. guys. Nolan would be he fun. together. How about I just make up a fake email and send an email saying, hey, let's do a Nolan retrospective. It's, it's probably all Would that take. be enough? One email? My only, my only confliction, even if we do director's com- retrospectives, my only confliction with Nolan is that he has a franchise inside it. So if we ever did a Batman retrospective, which me and Alex I know are talking about doing, it He'd kind of fucks that this. a little bit. Mm. Yeah. That's my problem. So it might be like, uh, can because can you review Nolan without the Batman trilogy? Can we really? do them both at the same time? To, you know, give ourselves more work. Interesting. For free. Mm. Interesting. That sounds like a year of work. Yeah. <laughs> all the Batmans and all the Nolans in one go. All of a sudden, Alex is like, I signed on for what? <laughs> Number five. It could then just be a big group for the over. Sorry, Katie. For the overlap, it could just, it doesn't have to be the same people on Batman and the same people on Nolan. But then for the Batman franchise Ooh. that Nolan did, it would be like a giant cast. 
But would they be running, like, would we have two fucking podcasts every week? Then? Every week. And then they'd have to start at the same time. Wait, this is our last episode today. From what Damn you just it. said there, I've closed the doors it on the Weird Geek fun. Show. It's all over. Alex wanted us, like, when we're doing a conjuring, he was like, let's do a Spider-Man retrospective in the lead up into Far From Home. And I was like, dude, there's like fucking 12 Spider-Man films if you include all of the <laughs> Infinity Wars. And so, like, it's insane. Yeah. No way. And we would have had to done that at the same time as a horror show. One a week. Can it do just the solo films? No, but you can't. You can't. Particularly when you get to Tom Holland. Go big or go home. Yeah, we don't. That's not how we do things here. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done fucking last week's episode. Well, you just (laughs) quit at the idea of doing the big thing. So I don't believe you. No, it's true. This is all done. Like, this is the last. We're not even going to get to Prana Double D. We're not. What a shame. What the fuck? (laughs) Katie and I will still watch it and get drunk. Yeah. Allie seems very upset about the Piranha 3 Double D. What if it's your favorite? That's what I love. That's what I'm hoping is you're going to like, that's going to be your favorite one. In the I show. don't know it might be. how it can get more Double upset. D. I just think the title's absurd, which get, clues me into what the movie's going to be like, which could be fun unless they fuck it up. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this week. Katie, okay. what's going on? What? Oh. You still with that's us? That's right. I'm still doing a list. <laughs> Rudely interrupted. Rudely interrupted. Number five. You guys got anything to say? You want to interrupt me? Nope. Okay. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one. Allie knows all about these. She read in books. I did. What if there wasn't a part two? Then millions of children would have protested. (laughs) I love to see a movie just come out called like part one. And then nothing else ever it never comes. comes. <laughs> I just want to see kids protest. Like I want to get children really rioting up. So maybe I'll write a really exciting fantasy book and then be like sequel coming out next year. Not mess them all up. Basically, what Avatar is doing to Sean. Aw, Sean. <laughs> is he into Avatar? He loves Avatar, and almost of course he does. Twice a week, he wakes up and he's like, "Is the new Avatar out yet?" It's all I'm living for every day, just waiting for the new Avatar to tell us when it's going to come out. <laughs> oh, I love him. Like, what are you going to do when it does come out and you have nothing else to look forward to? Did you tell him about James one. Cameron's first film? I did. Yeah. Did he watch it? Maybe that was Oddly, the, like, he did not want to watch it. No? Yeah, fill that yeah, void. Yeah, maybe it's as I mean, good I as can Avatar. almost 100% guarantee that I prefer Piranha 2 to any of the sequels that Avatar's going <laughs> <laughs> to What about to the first one? Yeah, I mean, and to the foot, I'm not an Avatar fan. I don't hate it. You, it's fine. Do you also hate Smurfs? Is it all blue people? No, I used to love Smurfs when I was a kid. They creep me out a bit now. What else is blue? Blue Meanies from the Yellow <laughs> Submarine. They can fuck off. Yeah. Cookie Monster. Oh, yeah. Cookie Monster, he's great. Yeah. He's a good one. I dare you to not love Cookie Monster. Who the hell doesn't love Cookie Monster? Hey, we'll Shitty calm down. We'll blue. What else is blue? This is a good podcast. Blue. People are riveting. Um, it's riveting. Content. Can the title of this podcast be "What else is blue"? blue. <laughs> <laughs> Number three hours. Those things that are blue. Speaking of blue, how do you get from Inception to what else is blue? <laughs> there are some blue balls in this film: the Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Woohoo! That was a blue good joke. balls yeah. in the Twilight Saga. Yeah, because they can't Why? have sex. Because he's worried he'll they're kill married, her. and then he's a vampire. So then he's worried about his spawn. He's like mutant spawn. She's fucking yeah. She's fucking pregnant, isn't she? In the last, I don't one know. I didn't watch these. 
Oh, I was going to say, I don't think you guys watched the Twilight Saga. I'm just saying, I'm sure there was some teen that. that was angsting in this, okay? That's all I'm saying. I might be wrong. Number three, Iron Man 2. Underappreciated, but not great. Mm. I have not seen Underappreciated, this. but not great. <laughs> Underappreciated, but it sucks. <laughs> but it's also no, no, really people bad. People hate it, <laughs> and it's not that bad. Number two, Johnny Depp doing more remakes of things that he should just stop doing, which is Alice in Wonderland. We don't need this. We don't need <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Just stop. Hate stop it. it. Number one, Toy Story 3. Not as good as the first one, but it's what it is. Well, I mean. It's not. I it's not. I think it's arguable. No. It's good, yeah. but it's not as good as the first one. Mm. Also, not the end either. No. Not a trilogy. Obviously not, since we just watched <laughs> another one. Yeah. Was that, was that number that one? That was number one. Thanks for paying attention. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie. That was God. illuminating as go always. Drink another pot of coffee after that. Alison Holland. <sighs> Hi. You got some we horror have, films. What? We have a long list here, and there's one on here that if it's a joke, it's very funny. Yeah, or the horror film I've never heard of. Spelling again? No, it's not spelled incorrectly, but it just might. I mean, there's a great chance it's a horror film that I've just never heard of. Or it's entirely possible. You're making a joke, and I will commend you on it. I never make jokes. Okay. Starting at the beginning, horror films in 2010, we have 30 Days of Night, Dark Days. It's, it's a sequel. It's right. I suppose. Next on the list, we have 2001 Maniacs, Field of Screams. Not a sequel to a remake. Not great. Okay. Good to know. We <laughs> also have Black Swan. Ooh. I mean, this yeah, it's whether you count this as horror or not. I think it's borderline horror. Uh, great film. This though. is just yeah. Mila Kunis's next step after, you know. <laughs> right Piranha. after Piranha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look how um, she's grown. <laughs> And now she's taking <laughs> off all her clothes. Great. <laughs> we also had this year the Child's Eye 3D. Lots of 3D. Yep. Yeah, well, 3D was just so to be... Well, we'll get to it in a second, but Avatar just come out. So it was topical to talk about it the year before. <laughs> Child's Eye is the third, fourth one in the Eye films from the Pang Brothers. Um, it's not good. But the first two Eye films are excellent. Not the Jessica Alba remake. The originals. Cold Prey 3. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the Cold Prey series at some point. Yeah, Those I'm a huge good. fan of the first two films. Yeah, the first two films are fantastic. They're pretty good. I and like these. Norwegian slashes. Yeah. The third one's a bit different. Next on the list is The Crazies. Oh, I don't like this one. We're definitely... <laughs> oh, I don't like <laughs> We're definitely getting to this one with me, Christina. And um, Katie. And Haruka. No. <laughs> there we go. Only no, if you want me the, bunking um, with you, Allie, because I'm not going home <laughs> by myself after watching these. Our Romero's Living Dead series. We're still putting off doing our Romero's Living Dead remake series, and this is one of them. So we'll get there. All right. This is the one that I'm hoping is a joke. Frozen. No, that's for real. That's <laughs> the Adam Green film. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping about, it was animated Frozen, and I was uh, going to think that was very funny. Yeah, we we're a little early <laughs> for you. animated Frozen. Yeah, I guess that was 2010. That came out like 2014 or 13. Never mind. Never mind. No, this is one about some kids stuck on a uh, chairlift. That one's really good, too. When it gets shut down. 
Mm. in like a holiday weekend because they don't listen probably, probably fucking teenagers they're like one more time and people go it's not we're closing it wow it's fine i'm a teenager nothing bad happens to me i need to snowboard have you ever seen any horror film where something bad happens to a teenager no <laughs> dummies good <laughs> all right after we frozen got? we have <clears throat> hatchet two there's also adam green as well yeah but much more schlocky uh, I will never not say this next one without an accent. I spit on your grave. <laughs> what the uh, why you need to have that an accent? accent. That? I don't know. I don't. Russian? I also don't know why. I feel like I'm constantly saying this movie or one of these movies. Yeah, well, there's a lot of originals and remakes. This is the beginning of the remakes. So yeah. All right. Also out this year was Insidious. Nice. We kind of reviewed these already when we did The Conjuring because me and Alex watched all the Insidious movies to prep for The Conjuring. Shannon would not, obviously. And then we reviewed all of them. We actually slotted them into our reviews. So if you want to wrap up of The Conjuring, you're going to get us slotting the Insidious into it because it kind of bleed over in a weird way. I don't really like the Insidious series, though. There's actually a new one being made right now. Al doesn't like them. The Last Exorcism. Found footage, big budget. Pretty good. Next one, no, this is that's like maybe halfway through this list. <laughs> well, let's fucking rattle through these. All right, I'm gonna let's read them energy. all off. No comments. All right, right. Let me in. My okay. soul to take. A nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Paranormal Activity Two. Yeah. Paranormal Activity Tokyo Night. Uh. Puppet Master Access of Evil. Mm-hmm. The Reef. Saw Three D. No. A Serbian film. The Silent House. Stakeland, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and The Ward. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Ali. Wonderful list, chocked full of stuff. We got remakes, we got sequels, we got trying to do sequels to remakes of slashes and trash and good stuff. It's a bit of a mess, to be honest. 2010. We are out of the torture porn era. We are getting into the spookies with the paranormal activities and some found footage stuff, Last Exorcism as well. Into all of that, why not let's throw in a remake of Piranha. <laughs> this one kind of walks hand in hand with the Tucker and Dale versus evil sort of mindset of like, let's make horror fun again. So yeah, it's definitely on that road. But 2010, you're definitely getting into that. Let's celebrate the 80s mm-hmm. again and let's have some fun. Like Hatchet was doing that. And yeah, lots of films in this era. Directed by Alexandra Azure. This is one of my favorite horror directors who had a slump of not great films, but he started off early on. We actually had a film called Furia originally. And then he did High Tension, Haute Tension in France. It's a French film known in England as Switchblade Romance. One of my favorite horror films of all time. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. And after that, he came to America and did the remake of The Hills Have Eyes, Ugh. which Katie doesn't like. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty great. Then he did a remake. Hey, we should clarify, like when I say I don't like something, it's because it's too good of a horror film. Like it just strikes the bad nerves for me. So it's like it usually just means that it's like for some people, that's probably an amazing film. It's not a bad film. It's just not my kind of horror film. Then he did Mirrors, which was a bad film. That was a bad remake. Um, and then this was his third remake in a row that he did as soon as he came to America. He was like the remake guy. And each one definitely <laughs> has a different tone to it. But he's since gone on to do Horns. And most recently this year, he did Crawl, which was one of my so favorite films of this year. I Perfect. still need to see that. It's oh, really good. Like it. Good aquatic horror. Definitely not tongue-in-cheek like this one. <laughs> Much more serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Written by Pete Goldfinger. We've covered him before. 
on the Sorority Row. He wrote that remake. He also did Piranha 3 Double D that we're going to get to next week. Yeah. He did Jigsaw, the sort of reboot, soft reboot of the Saw series. And then he's doing the new Saw film in 2020. Also written by Josh Stolberg. He did all of those, but he also did films like Good Luck Chuck. Do you remember that movie? No. I thought that was a show with Dane Cook. No, Chuck is a show. Yeah, yeah. Dane Cook. Oh, right. Jessica Alba. Oh, yeah. All I remember from that is there's a scene where Jessica Alba's trying to get him into bed or something, and she's got penguins on her underwear. I was going to say, I just remember that she works in the penguins exhibit, and I was jealous of that. (laughs) Really into them penguins. (laughs) Defeat by John R. Leonetti. We've talked about him before, Ali. He did Child's Play 3. That classic army-based shenanigans. Oh, yeah. And he also DP'd Hot Shots Part 2, The Mask, Mortal Kombat. Uh, and then he the did mask? a bunch of stuff with James Wan. The Mask, yeah. Jim Carrey one. I used to love that. It's really good. Have you, have you been back to it? <laughs> I haven't. I'm worried it would be super <laughs> weird and I would change my feelings. <laughs> Last time I watched it, it is kind of fun, but in a very different way. From now, I kind of like, oh, wow, this is very weird. And it's all yeah. CGI crazy stuff. A Jim Carrey <laughs> retrospective would be really interesting just because of all of the weird <laughs> that turns that he's taken in his career. Like that was even Cameron Diaz's first movie, I think. Oh, it wow. was. Or one of her first couple. Yeah. Yeah. It was what like exploded her onto the scene and then she <laughs> this backed film it up with what you call it. exploded me. <laughs> it did. I mean, that like she became huge yeah. off that. Because then I was right that she's something about Mary and it was that double hit of the mask and something mm-hmm. about Mary that convinced people that she should be a star when clearly she shouldn't. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, this DP wrote Dead Silence, he did Insidious, and he did The Conjuring. So this is a good DP. Music by Michael Wandmacher, who did Cry Wolf, which is a weird sort of slasher movie that I like, actually. He did My Bloody Valentine, so we talked about him before there. He also did Drive Angry. He did the music for a film called Trick, which just came out this year, or is coming out this year. And he did some video game stuff, including Bloodborne from Software, which is a great video game. So we got some talent on board here. What about a cast, though? Holy shit. <laughs> what the Richard hell? Richard Dreyfuss. How'd they get all these people in Matt here? Boyd. Did Asha, like, <laughs> have a bunch of favors just stocked up in a closet somewhere? And he's like, I'm pulling them all out. Everybody get here. <laughs> Assemble. <laughs> For starters, if you ever look at an interview of Alexander Asha, he's a handsome man. <laughs> I feel like he can accomplish quite a lot. He's got, like, a soft, featured, handsome face. He's got, like, a French handsomeness going on. So does that mean you can get a um, bunch of so- old men to come and be yes. on your movie all yes, men love does. him <laughs> <laughs> richard dreyfus is matt boyd of course from jaws close encounters and a million other things mr holland's opus is- that's what he's from that's how i always sure. remember he him. looked like me Bing- in the beginning of this <laughs> yeah he doesn't look great <laughs> Bing rames is deputy allen of course from pulp fiction Mission Impossible films, Dawn of the Dead remake. Elizabeth Shue as Julie Orrister. Sorry, not Orrister. Was it Forrester? Yeah, Leaving Las Vegas, always been her greatest role and probably Nicolas Cage's greatest role. She also adventures in Babysitting, Back to the Future 2 and 3, and Katie, the original Karate Kid. Nice. Oh, yeah, she's the mom. Girlfriend. She's the girlfriend, girlfriend, yeah. Christopher Lloyd as Mr. Carl Goodman from, of course, Back to the Future, Just Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Adams Family, and other things where he gets to throw his hands in the air and shout at people. I think he's <laughs> always going to be Doc from Back to the Future. We can discuss this, but he's basically <laughs> yeah. this Doc in this <laughs> with a fish in his hand. 
Then we've got Jerry O'Connell as Derek Jones. I'm sad Alex isn't here because he, it's his favorite part of the Scream series. It's Cotton Weary. And that's who this dude is. He's in a little bunch of other stuff like Scary Movie 5. He had a little part in Stand By Me. He's in a Sliders TV show. And from looking for his resume, a film that I think we should all track down, Fat Slags. <laughs> I don't feel like that <laughs> paints women in a very nice light. <laughs> it, I have no idea what it's about. But that title is, yeah. Okay. Stephen R. McQueen is Jake Forrester. He's going to be our lead here, as Ali said, The Vampire Diaries. Woohoo! Jeremy Gilbert. Mm. I didn't know this dude at all. I had a big I crush presumed. on him when I was watching The Vampire Diaries. He's much more muscular in The Vampire Diaries than he is in this movie. Does his hair get better? No, I see. Is so, he, so is he a better in hair as a vampire? <laughs> He's gross. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, his hair is... Terrible. so bad i just kept wanting to like fix it <laughs> like please yep he's also in some chicago fire if that floats your boat jessica Zazor as kelly Woo-hoo. she's in shameless twin peaks ted 2 gossip i knew girl. her from fired up what i knew what? her from gossip girl oh really gossip girl stuff there's a problem when i'm making these lists like i don't know what the fuck these but i don't know any of these <laughs> shows i don't you know care. twin peaks yeah but she's only in like three episodes of that Kelly Brook as Danny. This is the weird thing. So Kelly Brook, does she mean anything to you guys? No. She's British and she's like, I was trying to, because she's just someone, everybody knows Kelly Brook over here and it feels like she's been around forever. Oh, is she the really hot one? She's the brunette one, yeah. Yeah, he's like- The hot brunette. Hitting on Jake. Who's in the the beginning who- (laughs) Like you're like, is she the hot one? Like everybody, male and female in this film. (laughs) No, like, come on. She's like in a whole other realm from these other bitches. Uh, yeah, everybody knows her here. And I was looking her up on her IMDb and I was like, fuck, she's been in basically nothing. She had like little parts in many, many films and a little bit in Smallville. I think she's just mostly known because she's a model and an it girl. Yeah. So she's kind of just very big in England when everybody knows her. Riley Steele is Crystal. She's been in some great films. See if you can tell what her career has yeah. been up until this point. Pretty Panties. <laughs> Rilo Goes Gonzo. Snow White Triple X. Squirt Class 2. Nurses 2. <laughs> Mothers and daughters, oh. my personal favorite, like sister, like slut. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, my god. <laughs> that's her IMDb. Wow, what's weird is after this film, she just did a lot more porn <laughs> like a lot more porn. Adam fucking Scott Woo! has Novak, yeah, that was of random. Course, ben Wyatt from Hellraiser 4 <laughs> Bloodline, <laughs> he's from Parks and Rec, that's what he's from, but yes, also Hellraiser, yeah, Hell- Hellraiser he's 4. amazing at Hellraiser. <laughs> And also co-starring Eli fucking Roth as wet t-shirt host, the director of Hostel, Cabin Fever, The Green Inferno, and friend of Quentin Tarantino, actor in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, There he is. That Green Inferno. Do not eat before watching that movie. This movie was budgeted at $24 million. Jesus. Got a worldwide box office of $83 million. Did A-OK. So... I'll be honest, I didn't watch the director's commentary on this and I wish I had. I didn't know there was one until shortly before we were recording, so I didn't have time. But I got some mixed messaging on this stuff. They definitely had a script floating around for this for a long time because Azure was talking about how he was he saw it when he sort of first came to Hollywood to start working on stuff. And there was all this sort of spring break stuff in there. And then he saw it again when he was doing Mirrors. He was approached to like, hey, do you want to do Piranha? And they had done all these rewrites and changed it. Chuck Russell was considered to direct the film at one point. He's done, he did the Blob remake, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and The Mask. Mm. 
Yeah, but he he and he did some uncredited rewrites as well. And by the time Alexandra actually got the script, he was like, he went to them. He's like, guys, what? What did you do? Why did you take out all the spring break and all the fun and all of the like the gore and the boobs? And they were confused. So yeah, he took it away and sort of rejigged it all back to kind of closer to how it was originally. They were meant to shoot in late 2008, but they ended up pushing it to 2009 simply because it's a difficult movie to shoot. And they needed like they needed the water to be enjoyable. Shooting this in the cold was not going to be enjoyable. They wanted a genuine spring break vibe to things. So yeah, they shot March 2009, which real spring break was happening. <laughs> so Azure met Kelly Brook at a restaurant where he was having lunch. So that's how they connected. Uh, and then she auditioned, but used an American accent. And he was really upset about this. So he asked her to come back and do it again in her native English accent, which he much preferred. And yeah, I watched all these interviews with him and and one of the producers and who, who could not have looked less interested. He was so Hollywood, it was ridiculous. He was just like, had no energy or passion, uh, whereas Azure <laughs> was all excitable. And they were saying, honestly, the only inspiration that they drew from the original was that the original was a cool movie and they wanted to make a cool movie. That's basically it. Uh, they didn't want to do a remake. Thank they you. were just more inspired... <laughs> they were inspired by the original there is definitely some nods and we'll get to them that he actually said a bigger inspiration was the original gremlins that mm. was really what he was taking from mm. yeah and they shot at lake havasu um for the most part in arizona and the shoot took 42 days wow uh, all right which is yeah decent but it could be a much longer for 24 million yeah with all these yeah, people right. shots as well like that's that's pretty crazy well, we're going to get to it, but like the scene at the end, the scene, that was nine full days. Of I can shooting, imagine. So. Wow. Yeah. So we open the movie, Dimension Films, Underwater Sounds, and we're on a quiet, windswept desert. And I remember the first time, so it's just, so oh, fuck it. So just to be clear, <laughs> I've seen this movie quite a few times. Have either of you two seen this before? No. This is your first time? First Definitely time. Definitely not. No. Okay. So I remember being in the cinema, opening day, 3D watching this movie it was a post-conversion job but they took many many months to do post-conversion and azure was very passionate about how he wanted the 3d for it to be a fun you know experience a schlocky experience but that post-conversion can work if you take your time you got to really give it the time to convert the scenes properly so it wasn't shot with 3d cameras and there were bits that worked fine in 3d in particular one scene <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> later but I remember the opening of this film and you're in these, all these deserts and there's a lizard and it's all peaceful and you see this sign saying no it, Mesolithic era dig yeah. site restricted. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very much like, oh, we're back in his Hills Have Eyes remake. Right. So that's how it felt. It's like deserts. There's been some testing going on or something. It like it, it really felt like, oh, okay, he's in familiar territory. But instead, we're going to have Richard Dreyfus just wrapped up in references. Yeah. So, let's see if we can count them. We've got Richard Dreyfuss for starter in a boat on a lake. Yep. Immediate Jaws reference. Number two, he's dressed in the same clothes he was dressed in for the majority of mm -hmm. Jaws. Mm -hmm. Reference number three, he's in a tiny, tiny, tiny boat as small as they could put him in because they wanted the pun of we're going to need a bigger right. boat. <laughs> reference th four, the radio's playing, I had a little drink about an oh, hour yeah. ago. And, and he's singing it too. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Reference five, he's drinking beer bottles from Amity. Nice. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Love it. <laughs> they just piled on. Yep. 
This is the movie you're getting yourself in for. Fishing in this lake, and then he drops a beer bottle into the lake while he's struggling with the fish. It falls to the bottom, and upon impact, creates an earthquake. It hit the red button that was covered in moss or something. Yes. <laughs> so this is immediately telling you. I mean, they're literally saying, oh, all the shit that's going to happen in this film, beer made it happen. Yeah. Like, they're literally telling you from the first shots, this is a party film. Get ready for ridiculousness. Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll say this. From these opening shots, I was into it. Then we get this monstrosity of a CGI whirlpool. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Which Listen we talked, Ali and I were listening to see if there were going to be any dolphins in here. But we did hear a whale. <laughs> there were orca sounds. There were definitely some there orcas. There were orca sounds as it was splitting. Yeah. So you never know. We could have a whale show up. I hope so. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know why you need to do it like this. I mean, I get the idea of the, you know, earthquake moving the plates and like I'm even fine with the ridiculousness of the beer because it could just be a coincidence, you know. But this shot looks so bad. Yeah, the world looks really bad. Also, and they go on it for so long. Would that happen? I feel like a whirlpool would definitely happen if that wide of a chasm opened up in a lake bed. That's pretty intense. But with piranhas and swimming against it, and then him I mean, like getting eaten by the piranhas. Yeah, no, they have as no problem swimming. swimming in it. Yeah. And they showed him right away. They're like, okay, here's all the piranhas. They look bad here in the CGI mess of everything. He's getting like <laughs> turned around. You got post conversion 3D as well. So it makes it look even weirder because everything has to be on like sort of separate mm-hmm. plates. And then the title comes up, which is also in the CGI horrible 3D font. And I remember again being in the cinema, I had those opening shots and thought, oh, cool, I'm into this. And then this happened, I was like, hmm, <laughs> what are we going to get into? Because, yeah, it didn't make me, it didn't make me excited. Mm. Well, it kind of just sets you up to know that you're in for a ride. Like, it's not, this is not going to be a serious yeah. film. This is a, will you decide what happens, even if it's not based in reality film. I was excited by the idea, like by getting rid of the modified piranhas that are yeah. created as weapons and changing it into like a tremor releasing these animals which when we later find out they were previously extinct i was like oh that's a cool detail yeah no i prefer to set up definitely and there's stuff like uh, they kind of save it again at the last second that his bloody stump of a hand comes out but it's yeah. the practical it's like whenever it's impractical i'm really into the gore happening in this movie whenever it's cgi nonsense it's just not looking good enough yeah and they and they're not shy with it. That's the problem. They're really, they're not trying to hide the CGI. They're like, no, look at these cool effects. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah. But in 2010, <laughs> they were really cool effects. I don't know. I remember thinking it looked shitty in 2010, oh. but uh, I don't know. I mean, again, Avatar just come out the year before. Like things could look good. Cheesy music kicks in. Now I'm going to start a drinking game with our listeners. Every single time we cut back to a scene, I'm going to say spring break. Woohoo. You have to do gonna- it like Chandler. Well, you can do the woohoo. <laughs> I can't pull off a woohoo. Uh, yeah, take a shot, take a drink, do something. Because we're introduced to the town via spring break. Thousands woo-hoo! of people, water slides, bikinis, boobs, ving rames, just patrolling around. We're setting up the entire film basically right here. Yep, this is going to be a drunk party movie taking place at Lake Victoria. Kick back and have some fun. And again, I've had a whiplash effect in this opening of the movie. But I'm back in because I'm fine having just a party fun movie. And from the other Piranha films, that's something we've kind of been asking for. It's like, let's just have more fun. (laughs) And then we're going to get introduced to our new lead, 
And what I'm realizing here, rewatching this film for the first time uh, with us doing this retrospective, this is closer to a remake of Piranha 2 than it is of Piranha. Yeah. <laughs> right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, this young kid with his mother, he's like a boat hand, or that's what he's going to end up being anyway. I don't know what he normally does. Does he have him? I think he was just in high school. (laughs) So yeah, watching it this time for the first time, you know, in a retrospective kind of like uh, in tandem from all the other films, it's really occurring to me that this movie is actually far more a remake of Piranha 2 Flying Killers than it is of the original Piranha. Yeah, absolutely. You got the mother and son. Spoilers. No raft present. Yeah, it? there's no fucking like. Honestly, like it's so far I thought, away. Honestly, at the beginning, it would have been really funny to put Dreyfus on like a little raft or something that he's fishing. That from. would have been nice. Like <laughs> it would, it would have been really easy, and maybe other people weren't just as one different callback. At least somebody we were, you need a raft joke in here somewhere. It's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we got the young kid here who feels very similar in many ways. I think to the one in Piranha Two, not in tight, tight jean, jean, short shorts, whatever. Not potentially <laughs> incestuous with his mother. <laughs> right. But there's definitely that sort of, yeah, dynamic going on. And of course, we've got like, you know, the much more of a party kind of atmosphere of just teenagers hanging out at the beach and stuff. It's less of a swamp film <laughs> like the first one was. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're introduced to him. He's called Jake. He's riding his little moped somewhere, who knows where. And then he's, so we're going to get introduced to his mom as well, who's there. She's a sheriff. And she's basically like tasing some frat boys who are getting frisky with her because they were driving drunk. And then everyone's like smiling as if, oh, isn't she overreacting? It's like, no. This dude like no. touches her and starts making innuendos at the sheriff. It's like, yeah, fucking put him in jail and taser him. Well, after he's <laughs> run into like a street sign or a post or something and dented it up and his truck. And he's like, it's fine. It's like that when I got here or something. Yep. And she's like... The least of your problems is the fact that you just damaged government property. You also smell like a brewery. Yep. And now you're hitting on the sheriff. It's like, yeah. It's like you and your six-pack abs are not going to get you out of this. I immediately like her. So then we've got Kelly turns up. Now she's returned. To, it's a throwaway line of dialogue. Like they definitely went to school together. She's returned to town for spring break. We're kind of getting a post-Dawson's Creek vibe sort of going on here. Yeah, he's clearly into her. She's also clearly into him. I don't really believe any of it. <laughs> the problem is, she looks like a fairly nice person, but is also very, very pretty. I don't believe her with him, and then I also don't believe her when she turns around in a second and she's getting into a car with a couple of fucking idiots. Like her right. relationship with any of these yeah. people just feels like no, you'd be hanging out with completely different people from any of these. But well, if she's been away for a while, it could be that that's who she used to hang out with, and then they changed and became douchebags. But she came back to town. And well, he even says something her about friends. her boyfriend, and she's like, "He's a really good DJ, okay." So, and but again, yeah, like Al was saying, I don't believe that her character is the type of girl to be dating a DJ and like be going to spring break at all. No. Yeah, really. Even though she's clearly hot, but it's more of like a she's all that sort of hot, and that. This is her before she becomes a butterfly sort of thing. Because even later, you're going to see she's not even in a bikini. She's in like a one piece with shorts that are matching. And I was like, that's what I had to wear. And I was not one of the like hot girls who was potentially going to take my top off. Like, so she's in a bikini later in the film. But yeah, I guess that's her growth (laughs) from one piece shorts to bikini to nudity. That's the evolution of characters in this film. (laughs) 
She never gets nude. No, she doesn't get nude. But I felt like that's that's where they were trying to head with the progression. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I w- it would be nice. I, I appreciate this film doesn't care about characters, but it would be nice to have a little, a little something of their back history. And, you know, rather than here they are, clearly they like each other. All right, go with it. Let's let's push forward. You know, although I do love her DJ boyfriend or not boyfriend, his friend with the long hair. who's just yeah. a complete dick. <laughs> His friend looks very familiar, and I can't figure out if I've seen him. He's in anything. every guy in your high school, Allie. That's why he looks familiar. No, he's that guy. Oh, right. <laughs> he's that guy that's, from high that's school. That's where he's from. <laughs> or college. He's one of the two. And we're going to get, yeah, the first of many 3D shots as he's throwing a slushy at the camera at the lead at Jake. Yeah. Which, again, I just feel even from that action, she would then, from her character, immediately she'd get out of the car. Going, oh, fuck you, assholes. Yeah. But instead, she's like, oh, all right, yeah. let's go. Uh, everyone's throwing slushies. Isn't that funny? So we're introduced- Pixies rule. <laughs> then we're introduced. Have you heard Pixies' new album this year? It's really good. Yeah, because they rule. Like, all right, calm down. Uh, we're introduced <laughs> to Kelly Brooke. To- so in order not to be confusing, because I don't know the, the actress's name of the girlfriend... So I'm using her name, Kelly, but this person, I don't know the acting name, if you know what I mean. So I know her as Kelly Brooke. I'm going to call her Brooke and the other one, Kelly. I think her name was Laura in this. Her name was Laura. Yeah, it's hard for me not to call her Kelly Brooke because she's just Kelly Brooke being Kelly Brooke. But I don't want to call her Kelly because the actual like romance interest is Kelly. So romance interest is Kelly. Call her Jessica. This is Jessica. (laughs) Her name's Jessica, the actor. Oh, it is? What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Kelly. <laughs> my notes, are, I am just letting you know for the proceeding of <laughs> the rest of my notes, Kelly is referring Scholar to the romance Stacey. interest. I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about? <laughs> Call her Fred. Uh, Kelly is a romance interest. That's her character name. But Kelly Brooke, I'm just calling Brooke. Okay. So it's. Or you can just call her the British one. I'm calling her Brooke. You could call I whatever you want. I think we should want. talk about this for 10 more minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm explaining <laughs> my notes. So she starts chatting. We find out our lead, Jake, he's got a little sister who's talking a lot about Brooke's boobs for some reason. I don't quite understand. She likes them. She does? Yeah. They're she says, prominent. I like your boobs. Which she says oh, all the boys do. Uh, Brooke's... I don't know. It's like she manages to walk a fine line in here, which I think she just does by being Kelly Brooke, where she seems like a nice person while also being someone you you feel like you should hate, <laughs> but she you don't because she seems kind of nice. But I do not. I think like the British nice. really saves her, and she just seems yeah, like she just incidentally is hot, but also a really nice person. Yeah, I think being introduced to her talking to a little girl make like helps. That's true because right. she's like being friendly with her and. Yeah. Smart writing. They do all the right things too, where they're like, she then comments on Jake's shirt and says how she likes it and et cetera. And then the fact that she's even, she doesn't seem predatory. She just seems like she could potentially be interested in him, which again, you're like, oh, that's nice. No, she's like, very she interested in him straight away, which is yeah. nice. Like, I'm a guy who is a dork. So <laughs> you can't help but be enamored then when a hot girl likes your kind of character sure. in the film. But. Again, this is just like within two minutes, they've shown me three relationships between people. It's like, I don't believe any of this stuff at all. Right. <laughs> I don't get why she would immediately be like, oh, yeah, I like this guy who's apparently 17, I'm guessing, since later on, they're going to drop that line of Kelly being underage. Right. Unless, because it's 18 to shoot nudity in America, isn't it? Or is it? 
I would I assume it's 18, so. Yeah, yeah, it's 18. So like, yeah. So I presume he's 17 as well. I don't know. I don't believe these relationships, but hey, got to go with it. Spring break. <laughs> and then we're going to get introduced to Cotton Weary, Derek, who's already recording and being an obnoxious, loud person screaming about make sure those titties are nice and perky tomorrow morning, which I don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's special massages that we do. Good. Yeah. Good to we know. We like ice them. It's like an eye mask, <laughs> but for your boobs. <laughs> That probably exists. Oh, yeah. Sure it does. So he's, he immediately accosts Jake to come and be his local guide, his sand rat for the next day. Uh, he seems pretty happy to go along with it. What an awful mascot, by the way. I know. The sand rat. Like, you guys ran out of every other aquatic-based creature. <laughs> oh, is that what the mascot is? I just presumed it was just like a landlubber kind yeah, of Yeah, it's yeah. the high school mascot. So this character is very, very, very much based on a guy called Joe Francis, who is the guy who runs Girls Gone Wild. Um, and obviously that's what they're aping here with the wild, wild girls. To the point where Joe Francis, when he heard about the film and then saw the film, was very upset and kept threatening lots of litigation. And he was like, look, I don't mind a good you know, ribbing, but showing me as someone who might try to get underage girls to shoot naked or like do cocaine and all this stuff is like terrible. And then it did. It wasn't made better by the fact that Cotton Weary was like doing interviews and and would say that he's basing his character on that on Joe. And then we go, oh, but legally, <laughs> I have to say we're not. <laughs> it's not written that way, but <laughs> yeah. I am basing it off of that. Wow. But yeah, yeah. Where's a good speedo? I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. He is fucking obnoxious, though. Yeah, that scene later where he's licking her, I'm like, what? It's so gross. (laughs) Although the lead guy's lick is really uncomfortable too. Oh yeah, yeah, but really really weird. (laughs) Like you can tell that he did it only because it was a porn star, and she's like, I've probably had way worse. So (laughs) she's just like desensitized. Okay, so back at home, we're finding out Jake's with we're getting in with his mom. Some of that dynamic. Laura's like with his little sister, and then I was confused for a bit because then I was like, oh, he's got a little brother as well. But then they mentioned like there's a weird ton of phrase with it where I thought for a second, oh, okay, it's not his little brother. It's his little sister's boyfriend or something. Brother? No, it's definitely. It definitely is the, his brother. Yeah. Because they right. say it at the end of the movie, but it's it, they wait a long time before they cement that. I kind of assumed they were twins because they look pretty similar and then they seem to be about the same age. Yeah. I don't know why the other times I've watched this film, I thought it was like her romance interest essentially i didn't get that they were like siblings at all. i thought at the beginning that it was like a step sibling situation oh. or maybe her boyfriend's kids or something like that but then we never get a boyfriend no or right. a husband no just adam no. scott it's obviously a different dad than is with jake because they look very different from him yeah yeah it's just weird because we don't get any moment with jake with with the little brother like there's no bonding it's no. all about the little sister which, and I'm pretty sure that little boy is a better actor than Jake is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's so good. I was yeah. like, that kid is awesome. This is Ali's crush. He did have some good faces. So Jake's meant to be babysitting the next day because it's going to be a crazy weekend for her to be policing. Um, so he's having to lie about the fact that he's now got to go chaperone the wild, wild girls. Yeah, I am grateful the mother-son relationship is less weird here. It's not great. Yeah. But it's at least less weird. It's um, a little more believable. 
I do hate this shit though. Like he's got his headphones in and then he's watching the Wild Wild Girls porn site, but like sound is just coming out of the computer. It's like you have fucking headphones. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Elizabeth Shue, she goes at nighttime to see Ving Rhames because they found Richard Dreyfus's boat. It's it's empty. And then she finds out she's got to escort some seismologist divers who are coming tomorrow to check out this new rupture uh, in the Earth's surface below the lake. While they're out there checking out the boat, she falls in, finds his body eaten away. Again, these practical effects. This is Greg Nicotero, one of the greatest effects artists in the horror industry and the film industry. Loved, love the shit. Looks fantastic. But yeah, she's concerned because she thinks maybe the water's toxic. They're not sure what it is. Maybe they should close the lake. But of course, you should she drain it. That's what she says. Drain it. Me and Allie were like, drain it. We started chanting, drain it. (laughs) Don't ask anybody's opinion. Just fucking pull the lever. (laughs) And then if anyone tries to stop you, whack them with something over the head. (laughs) Okay, this is going to make you happy. In one of the interviews, one of the interviewers asked Alexandra and the producer if they were going to bring back the little stop motion lizard man. (laughs) (laughs) And the producer just like admit he's so fucking down. You could just see him shaking his head like, Fuck, well, no, I'm not fucking bringing back the little fucking Why? stupid. But then Alexandra Azure, like, he's all like, no, I fucking love that little guy. But like, you know, but yeah. that was like, he was like, that's a particular thing to that film. You know, like that was magic for their what? film. We can't like, Bye. you know, we have to do our own magic. But. I'm going to be so upset at the end of this franchise if that never, ever comes back. <laughs> You're, you're really going to be it. really upset. You're you hinging on three double D. It's going to explode. Three double D. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's the lizard I mean, has three double D. It didn't really have a place in the first one, so you can't really be like, oh, there's not a <laughs> place for it here. It doesn't that. make sense no matter where you put it. Just give it back to us. I mean, I think we got more chance that he pops up in other Joe Dante films. It's like a little Easter egg in all yeah. of his films. That's more likely. Is double D the last one? It's the last one. That's yeah. it. Then we're out. Oh man! The clues went at the beginning of this episode. So it's all writing on that. Don't worry, Allie. We'll we'll double bill it with Piranaconda. Yeah, well, Maybe extra it's homework. <laughs> We're gonna get a weird shot here of just a dude bro jumping into the lake and gets eaten immediately. That was cool. What? I like that this happened, shot. and I was like, "Was he by himself?" <laughs> he's like, "Whoa!" He like screams <laughs> "woohoo" as he's like doing a backflip into the water. <laughs> good it's like that weird video of that guy who's doing the cliff back jump and then at the very last minute the shark comes out of the water uh, and eats yeah. him as he's about to land that's what it reminded me of it's so good i like it i mean it's fun <laughs> but this is this just sums up the film to me it was like this this yeah. moment's fun but it would be better if i actually had a little bit of lead in like there was some tension build or some like oh i care about this character for a second instead it's just like no well no i think it's more meant to dictate how quickly they're moving toward people and how destructive they are no absolutely but this is their version of like the father and son on the boat you know but at least we had a little bit of a moment i mean i thought that was quick and the original piranha like he immediately gets dragged in this is even quicker this is just like just cut to it he's midair to death (laughs) basically yeah and then when next day jake is paying his sister 60 dollars so that her and his little brother can hang out a lot especially for a little kid yeah, she's yeah. pretty shrewd. Yep. So he can go and hang out with the Wild Wild Girls. Then we return, as we're going to do many times, montage, club music, spring break. Woohoo! Thank you. I just kept turning to Allie and being like, is this what spring break is like? And then we realized that we're not the girls that went to Neither spring Neither of break, us ever did so that. So we don't know. <laughs> but this seems weird. So all the boats are docked. Nobody is like 
out on the lake. They're all just at the docks, dancing on boats Gyrating. and getting hammered. And I was like, "This is this is it. This is what they do." I don't know. <laughs> hey, one of them had like a little pig roast. Yeah, that was cool. But those were always the dudes. All the dudes were doing like interesting things, and all the girls were just like. We Dancing naked. and taking their shirt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, obviously a lot of this is faked and we'll get into some of the craziness of that later. But a lot of it was also, yeah, they shot at the real spring break stuff that was happening. So I think I this is understand. a fairly accurate account of how this particular spring break happens. My, My little brother went to spring break. I should ask him. Yeah. I'm sure he's seen this movie. Tell him to watch this. I think he, <laughs> I think I think he went to spring it. break in, in Mexico as well. So I feel like that would be really fun. Well, fun in a loose term of like... Oh, that's nice. I'm going to go this way. By the way, for anyone playing the drinking game to the podcast, yes, every time Katie said spring break as well, you have to take a shot. That counts. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> Ving Rhames, my favorite bit in the movie is making dude bros pick up litter from the... <laughs> while they're just like, fuck's sake, man, fuck you, put your fucking litter. While everyone else is like, ha, 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 ha. Yep. <laughs> and like, now... Yeah, don't throw your fucking beer bottles in the water no, I think that was a good that was a good little message and now we get adam fucking scott running the diving yeah! team that elizabeth shoe's taken out the late we're gonna get to him later but my god what a champion he's gonna become <laughs> <laughs> tell you what and as they okay. like they're like riding out through to spring break madness to go you know to where to go do the diving and i like that one of the female divers is literally just staring at the male diver who's just staring at all the boobs <laughs> there's like yep. this weird like trifecta of stairs yeah Derek he's on his boat still docked everyone's clamoring around it with his two girls because everyone knows it's wild wild girls and is excited I feel like he'd have more girls though you know I know two girls yeah there's only two yeah and out of all of these girls who are like already pretty willing he decides to choose the one that has the most clothes on but I guess it's because he thinks they said he likes the innocent innocent yeah he likes innocence I guess. And apparently but, underage. <laughs> yeah, I just but I feel like legally. this should have been a little bit more wild for my taste. Yeah, it's pretty tame. Like the wild And later we're gonna find it, it's gonna be really arty. Like the stuff that he's shooting is like well, besides the body shots. But the mermaid stuff is like really I think I've never seen porn well, like that before. Let's get to it when we get to it. But yeah. All right. Yeah, because like the wild wild here is that the camera basically pans up a bikini body that's dancing. Like that's <laughs> the wildness of it. And then Jake, I have to say, I like Jake a little less because he gets swept up into the crowd mentality to chanting motorboat, motorboat. Yep. Which I'm like, oh, I thought you were meant to be the one who's like different from this crowd. Like I like that he wants to be a little bit into it. I think that's kind of accurate. Like he wants some of that debauchery, but also have a little bit more class so as soon as he's like chanting motorboat i'm like "Mm, don't like yeah don't like him very much (laughs) um i don't really like him at all no matter what i mean even liking radiohead did not save him for me (laughs) that's true because he doesn't have that meant like he doesn't give off the vibe of the guy who's like into those bands or whatever he just seems to be like yeah the horny teenager dude yeah pretty typical in here he feels miscast to me yeah. Like you needed someone a bit more interesting. But Allie loves him. Is he an actual vampire or is he her diary? Is he her diary? Which is he? Is he her diary? <laughs> <laughs> he plays the book. He's the lead's brother. Hmm. Oh. 
Do you do you ever there. have a poster of him, Allie, on your wall? No, I never had posters of like bands or so, like movies or TV shows in. No, ninety eight degrees or anything. Anytime, anytime I see that in movies, I'm like, I never did that to my room. Why not? No. What did you do? What I, did I you just have? don't like anyone enough. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> Little note here, Derek's team, the Wild Wild Girls, they're all shooting on the, was it Sony XL1, I think it was called? It's probably wrong. It's a camera I used to own, and it's actually the camera that shot 28 days later. Oh. It's, the first, it's the first sort of prosumer camera that I owned, and it was one of the very first digital cameras invented, not HD. Jake bumps into Kelly after he told her he was busy babysitting. And then he's getting called onto the boat and he's all embarrassed about it. And then Kelly's like, what's going on here? And then Derek comes down. He's like, ooh, you look sexy. You should go on my boat too. And then he's all, (laughs) this is what happens in the movie. (laughs) Then Jake's like, no, 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 she's busy. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to go on the boat. Going to prove I'm a wild girl too. Because, you know, that'll that'll show him. I love champagne. (laughs) I I love that teenage mentality. Oh, this will show you. I'm going to do debaucherous things. <laughs> okay. Don't know what he's I learning. S- yeah. I started singing I'm on a boat in my head at this point because the second camera guy kind of looks like Andy Samberg. Oh, that would have <laughs> been amazing. the sunscreen on his nose. A little Andy Samberg in this scene would have made it all better. <laughs> that would have been a great cameo. I preferred him than Eli Roth as the t-shirt, wet t-shirt guy. <laughs> Andy Samberg also in Parks and Rec for a little bit. Yeah. Not in Hellraiser he, 4. His character from Parks and Rec would have been amazing as the camera guy here. He'd be like, yo, <laughs> you should get on our boat too, you guys. This is a thing. <laughs> uh, what makes him better is DJ Boy and his asshole floppy head friend. They see Jake getting on the boat with Kelly and they're all pissed about it. Although the long haired guy is very happy about the free Wild Wild Girls t-shirt he's thrown from the boat he looks so happy about his t-shirt and then he Everybody sees jake and he's like t-shirt. what the fuck man <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you barely see them again until one of the greatest scenes in the movie that we'll get to later oh <laughs> so good meanwhile jake's little sister is being lured out onto a canoe by what, who i now know is her brother and not her friend <laughs> her <laughs> lover to go fishing she's lamenting that she didn't bring her trombone, to which he replies, no, you're a girl, just sunbathe or something. <laughs> which I'd like to <laughs> think is written. Who does he say he needs to fish for? He's like, I told so-and-so we would get fish. Like, who's h- hiring you to go fishing? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but And it just doesn't even matter. It's like anybody who's had any relationship off camera doesn't matter. Like, the ones on camera barely matter. It's so... <laughs> right. Uh, okay. And I don't feel like she seems pretty sensible. I don't think they would have gone off in this boat. And she definitely would have taken her trombone. <laughs> I wish she had. That would have been good. That would have been really good. Derek's putting the moves on onto Kelly on his boat. And they've sailed up into the lake while Brooke is sussing Jake out and realizing that he likes Kelly. And again, yeah, she's kind of playful because she clearly is a bit into Jake. But she also realizes he likes Kelly. So she's more interested in kind of letting him. Which again him is such her. a decent thing for such a hot girl to be doing. Yeah. Any yeah. other any other character in any other film I've seen would be have been like, like fuck this bitch, fuck her. Because at first I was like, oh, maybe she's being divisive, and she was like, I don't know. In any of these other films, she would have done something shitty to Kelly 
to like, yeah, no, you know, would have like snipped her top and made her get topless or like pushed her into a situation she wasn't comfortable with. Well, like, she would have just done something with Jake. There would have been a misunderstanding and Kelly would yeah. walk in on Brooke on top of Jake or something like, but no. Right. Like she's not going right. to, she's not going to do that. Right. She's improbably nice and hot, which is an unfair representation of the world, particularly in the porn world, I feel. But, hey, it made me happy. Knows? It's like, because it, it just like makes you think that not all these girls are the same, you know, that there are yes. women out there that have this profession that aren't just assholes who Your are, stereotype. you know, out there to push other women down. It's like, no, they're just glorifying in what God gave them and using that They're to still nice people and to be, to be clear nice. i'm gonna back tread a little bit there we know some people in the porn industry who are lovely people and hot so it is possible but yes Absolutely. it's unusual to see them portrayed in this way so in crystal and brooke though they decide hey let's get naked in the water they're calling out to jake to watch throwing him their uh, bikini tops this is where we find out that kelly's not even legal because they kind of flirt with getting her involved and they're like no we can't and then we're going to get Vince Malika Suladam. We're going to get the beautiful classic opera piece that every busker loves to sing. And one of the greatest scenes from True Romance as well. Fantastic scene. <laughs> as two completely nude girls. Okay, so with these films, with the Weird Geeks Horror Show, we do tend to keep tabs on guys' butts. If you get a penis, exciting. I tell you what, I rewatched Terminated the other day. You get Siani's penis in that. And yeah, boobs. I didn't bother. There's too many boobs in this film. Oh, yeah. It's the first <laughs> time in the history of our show. Can't even be bothered to count. There's just too many. Too much nudity. And yet, no penises. And I don't even think a guy's butt. Is there? We get a penis. Later. There is a penis. Oh, there is. Well, no non-CGI <laughs> Not a real penis. <laughs> Some bullshit, you guys. <laughs> but Some a bullshit. penis is represented. Don't get too excited. That's true. That is true. Yeah, so, I mean, I have to say, I'm going to sound like a terrible human being. But this scene in 3D in the cinema was quite something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I mean, like it's kind of weird watching in 2D because they clearly shot it for the 3D post-conversion in mind. So they clearly shot them underwater and then they've superimposed like a different sort of more dramatic background. There is like a line around them that looks a little weird. But they do some good swimming. They trained for two weeks to get this scene done right. Yeah, they were amazing. Um, yeah. They do, like Allie mentioned while we were watching it, she's like, they kind of look barbified, like barbified. Yeah. In their it's like they had, like, vagina areas. Out. Yeah. Because they just look like they were kind of like hazed Smoothed over. Yeah, they probably put some CGI things in here and there for a couple of shots. Yeah. I'm not sure. It was also really funny, too, because it doesn't tell you right away that there's a glass bottom to this boat. I know. So yeah. I was, like, I was like, these girls are being very elaborate, thinking that they're being filmed and then like prior to you realizing they are being filmed but i was like this is, they're being they just really, really love swimming they really love making out and swimming underwater <laughs> and they never seem to come up for it no <laughs> which is i mean filming this must have been a bit of a nightmare to be honest like because they they managed to make it seem very effortless so yeah they are filming through the glass bottom of the boat as derek's becoming just increasingly a nightmare and then jake's mom phones him up and make tells him, look, make sure the kids don't go near the lake because, yeah, obviously. They I don't know why he doesn't leave the boat at this or like go to the different room. Because he's 17 and there are fully naked ladies underneath the water being mermaids. They're like yelling in the background and that still does not make him leave. Yeah, he's definitely distracted. Yeah. So, yeah, so little sister and boyfriend out of fucking nowhere with no context whatsoever are stranded on an island. <laughs> 
Well, she they do say because he's she's like way to tie up the boat. Yeah, and he's but- like, I got my knots mixed up. I'm sorry. We need that hundred percent. They must have shot something that was cut. Like they have to have shot them arriving yeah. at this island and then been, oh, we don't need it. Let's just yeah, right. <laughs> keep this short. But we're basically doing like a George two thing here, where they're just stuck on this island in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. She cuts her feet on the water. Nearly gets chomped on by a piranha. We get to see it very close up. They're very proud of the CGI. And to be honest, this shot looks okay. And the piranha looks yeah. fine. I would still prefer the plastic ones that get shook around. But. <laughs> Um, and a POV shot's a bit cheesy, but POV shot's always a bit cheesy, aren't it? Yeah. Adam Scott, he's showing, you what. showing a scan of the lake to Elizabeth Shue. He's looking real fine in this, by the way. <laughs> pre- I mean, he's no he's no vampire-ish kind of. He cleans up he's good. He's a cutie. He's got these like cool sunglasses on. He's got his shirt unbuttoned to just the right button. He's got his hair like perfectly tussled. Nice and messy. Yeah. Yeah. He is a good, uh, what, what are these people called? They're, is he a seismologist or is he Seismologist a, divers. Seismologist divers. Do these exist? I don't know. <laughs> Do you think seismologists have shirts that says size does matter? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Thank <laughs> you. So showing that there's a lake under the lake and that's they're part of a volcanic ridge and that's what the earthquake that the beer <laughs> jolted started. <laughs> and they're going to go do some diving. And while that happens, we're just going to get some stupid penis jokes where the two divers are going down and the lady's like, the oh my God. the biggest one I've ever seen. Yeah. These, I'm not going to lie. It's this thing. I'm all for a party movie. I'm all for just blood and boobs and just stupidity. I can totally get on board with that kind of horror film. But this film's just kind of weird because it's not all in on the let's just be really, really stupid. It is playing things quite serious in other places. Right. And so when none of the actors are really having dialogue that I believe, I do have some problems with it. Like it makes the stuff yeah. like Derek's character being so obnoxious and like yeah, all the innuendo stuff just be a bit like, okay, if this was just a little bit more serious, then I could actually have more fun with the silliness, if you know what I mean. Well, if anyone was being serious, like yeah. these seismologists should not be talking to each other this way. Like you yeah. have to have some pra- like based in reality characters to offset. Yes, ridiculous. And I think the closest we get to that is Elizabeth Shue, and sadly, she's mm-hmm. not good in this. Like, no. I think she's pretty just like she's really just not real. I don't know if she's not trying or if she's just genuinely not good anymore. But it's right a little embarrassing later. But this underwater seems pretty cool. The first time I saw this, I had, I didn't rewatch it for quite a few years, and for some reason, I remember this being the beginning of the movie, like them like <laughs> swimming down and finding all these eggs, and that's how it started. I think maybe mm. it was the beginning of the trailer or something. But yeah, I prefer this idea to the mad scientists in a yes, fucking absolutely. paddling pool. Yeah. I mean, there's just some things. Like, there's a bit where he ignites a flare and the piranhas are all around him. It should look really cool, but it's just not shot quite right. Like, it should be really wide to show, like, you know, yeah. even 47 meters down does this kind of How shot many? better. But it's fine. And then, but again, some trouble. He starts getting gnawed at. So Adam Scott decides I'm going to fucking go in like a hero. And this is where we're going to learn. <laughs> this is not a regular seismologist. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any seismologists. Maybe they're all fucking heroes. But this guy. They are. He's insane. He's got to save his people. He does. They're heroes. He's like, I only Shout have two friends and friend they're both Debbie. in there. 
So yeah, they drag they drag this guy's body onto the deck, and it's just been no, it's eaten the girl to pieces. It's the girl. Oh, is this the girl dragging on? Yeah, because he doesn't go down. Until, he's way down in the because the guy gets eaten, and then the girl hears him. You're right. Yeah. So she goes down after him, and then she starts to get attacked, and so she starts swimming back up, and that's how they get to her before she's completely dead. Yeah, but she's pretty dead by the she time. She's she's messed up. Yeah, um, and they just got one piranha flopping around. Right. It's a good specimen. We got a 3D CGI eyeball that gets eaten by piranha. Small stuff. I'm like, eh. Again, the CGI is not working for me, but I'm. The little it. bitey egg, though, is pretty hilarious. Yeah, that like, egg was really, really funny. They're already like carnivorous as a little. <laughs> yeah, the little eggs, yeah. Tiny. <laughs> Any shot that was like clearly for the 3D feature that would just come right in the center of the screen and like do something silly was pretty comical. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. When you go stuff in 3D and then you watch it in 2D later, it's like, hmm. So it takes you It's kind of got some like alien storyline vibes here too, though, which I appreciated. Yeah. Like the whole eggs thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a cool visual. I can imagine like the art for this must have been really nice designs for it with all of the mm-hmm. strands of orange eggs like leading up. It's, it's, right. it's cool. Yeah. And it's quite a lot of money must have gone on this scene. It's just, it's, it's again, it's a strange place to have it in the movie. But hey, fuck that. Let's get back to spring break. Woo! Woohoo! Derek is doing some shots off of Crystal. Jake's saying, hey, Kelly's not my girlfriend, so she, she can do what she wants to do. <laughs> She's like, well, all right, and then I fucking will. So she does uh, She does one of them shots. What are you doing? Are you doing you, well, they do it differently each time. That's what confuses it. She takes a shot, then she licks the salt, then she sucks a tequila from the belly button, then goes for the lime in the mouth, and Crystal starts making out with her. That's the what you're supposed to do. Okay, he, he does, does it wrong. Yes, he, salt, does it wrong. he does it wrong. He does shot, then salt, then lime. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so Brooke suggests that Jake does it off Kelly's body. And yeah, he's like very awkwardly licking up her breasts. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. It's like the creepiest tongue I've ever seen. Ugh. Yeah. I think he's never used it before. <laughs> he's like, oh, he I like, don't know. He just I like this. barely touches her skin with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the two actors weren't getting on or something. He's like, oh, now I've got to lick up your body. Plus, you're like barely oh, getting shit. a shot. If you're taking it out of a belly button, it's like. A tiny, it's like a teaspoon. Particularly when the girls he are this tiny. He just keeps pouring. I know. He just, that's like, what I told Ali. I was like, they need to be thicker to get better shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you need some big girls up in here. Because I've done it. Well, I haven't done it, but I've seen it where the girls who are more well endowed, like they'll put the the shot in between their boobs and that's yeah, how you have, you have to, to take, take it. it from like there. It's an actual teeth, shot glass. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. makes more sense. Or even if they do put it on their tummy, because that's why the girls have to sit still or lay still. There's more of a game. they'll put the shot glass on their actual belly. Quite more skill. Like, that makes so much more sense than like, yeah, let me just suck, suck it. it from her belly button. I don't want to suck anything out of anyone's belly button. <laughs> like, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, gross. I, I think these are the things people say who don't go to spring break, and that's why you, you haven't <laughs> been to spring break. But yeah, then he's about to get all kissy-kissy when she pushes him off and throws up in 3D over the side of the boat right onto her face. Ugh. Gross. Which is accurate. Thanks. Shu and Scott... They're taking Piranha to Crazy Scientist Man. <laughs> yep, we got Doc from Back to the Future who sees it and immediately he looks in. He's like, where did you find <gasps> this? <laughs> oh, I also happen to have a skeletal yep. re- reproduction of this exact fish. I got a fossil. How convenient. And this piranha will line up perfectly next to the fossil to pose. <laughs> so we can exact see. same size. <laughs> it vanished over two million years ago. Fucking love that he's still this crazy. 
He's amazing. Is he always this crazy or did they ask him, do Doc again? Because yeah. it's great. He's got it. This is Doc. And he's like, look at the scars. They've all been eating each other for two million years to survive. Did he say million or thousand? Two million. Definitely says oh, million. I got that wrong. <laughs> Definitely. They're organized, methodical. The first bite draws blood. The blood draws the pack, which is probably the best line in the movie. <laughs> Everything else doesn't have that kind of magnitude to it. <laughs> but hey, fuck that. Spring break. Yeah. <coughs> Woo-hoo! A Get girl. Michael what do we call B this? Shots. Oh, yes. What do we call this when you're on a parachute behind a speedboat? Parasailing. Parasailing. This girl's parasailing yep. topless as you it's do. pretty awesome. Kind of. Yeah, she is into she, it. She like, keeps putting her swimsuit back on and then taking it back off and then putting it back on. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get I any- love how these dudes on the, the boat that are with her, that are like pulling her parasail are like, yeah, oh my God, so hot. I'm like, you cannot see her dummies. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's so away. far away. There's no way that you're like, excited by her boobs that are like 500 feet in the air. And this is where Derek starts to become a true nightmare because he starts doing coke with Crystal. And there's a turning point here. Coke does oh, not yeah. mix well with Derek, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Jake's doing the film. Does it mix well with anyone? I mean, I don't want to comment. Like, that's not for me to say. I'm sure some people are fine. Derek is definitely not. Maybe it was whatever was in her belly button that he sucked out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it doesn't Gross. mix well with belly button. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Jake's taking over filming. He spots his sister and, well, I've still got written down friend here, but brother on the island. <laughs> and then I brother wrote down, because here's where he says it. I wrote down, oh, it is his little brother. Yeah. <laughs> but Derek, fuck no, he does not want to help Jake. Uh, he's been an absolute dick. And then Jake mentions, well, my mom's the sheriff. So Derek comes around. We have a pretty spectacular slow motion underwater shot of the paragliding yes. girl's breasts being dragged through the water with piranhas chasing them. <laughs> yes. It's insane. Absolutely insane. And then they pull her up and she's got no legs. Topless, legless parasailing. Yeah. It's the only way to be. But don't worry, if that was getting you down, spring break. Yeah. Take a shot. I'm not kidding. Every time I say that word, big Our old montage. Our listeners are going to die. We can't do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's not a problem. Know your limits, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take a break right now if you need to. <laughs> Come back. Drink, chug a Sober glass of up. water. <laughs> Next time we say spring break, chug a glass of water. Oh, Eight you ounces. just had to do another one, Allie. With a shot stop it. Yeah, stop saying spring break. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> uh, girls partying, music, more montages, and Eli goddamn rough doing a wet t-shirt competition like a <laughs> son of a bitch. Get him. Shoe though, she's there, she's ringing in for the show. Like, I want the National Guard, I want the Coast Guard. You just give me everybody because they're trying to stop spring break. As are the Bible protesters, but there's like one boat. Read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bible funny. clearly says no spring breaking allowed. <laughs> no. Rames, he's finally had enough. He shoots his fucking gun in the air, shuts everyone up. This is a fun moment. He's like, the sheriff has declared an emergency. And then one guy's like, don't worry, we got beer here. <laughs> and then the music starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, I, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. Derek and Jake, they pick up his siblings from the island, start to set sail. Which they get so close to shore for yeah. having a recess, like not recess, but they have that glass bottom. 
addition yeah. on their boat. I was like, there's no yeah. way. There's Not no way. They had three boats, I believe, to shoot this. They had different versions depending where they needed to take it. Because, yeah, this is well, bullshit. I know, but this boat would not have been making it that close. No. And they just overdubbed Jake going, oh, be careful getting out of here as a rock. Sometimes strip away the engine. So guess yeah. what's going to happen? <laughs> not rocks. Yeah, not rocks yet. The kids see the piranhas, though, through the glass bottom of the boat. And Derek has lost his shit and has become a cocaine monster. <laughs> He's screaming at people, blaming Jake. Then he literally tries to strangle Jake and then chokes the engine out for about 20 minutes of the movie, which has got <laughs> caught on seaweed and can't move. Now, guys, we're in the last half an hour. Back at spring break. Woo-hoo! The piranhas finally attack. Now, in the other movies, we've always been like, all right. You get into those for the last 20 minutes, the last half an hour, things better go fucking crazy because there's been such a build-up to these piranhas. These goes crazy. They do. Things definitely go crazy. It's a slaughter. So this is this is a little bit legendary in horror films, this ending, because it is imagine. insane. There is some incredible practical effects. There's more bad CGI effects. A girl gets her entire face and eyeballs eaten off. They go for the eyeballs quite a bit in this yeah. movie. Yeah. These piranha really like eyeballs. Everyone's climbing onto a floating stage and then there's too many people, so that starts tipping back in, which is fucking great. Could be (laughs) shot with more tension. You know, if I cared about any of these characters, there could be someone there that I'm actually worried about. No, you're here for the spectacle. That's it. And it is pretty spectacular. A fucking metal wire snaps and cuts a girl's bra off (laughs) and then her body. It cuts them both in half. Allie moaned at that part, by the way. She was like, yeah. oh my God, seriously. Yeah. They, look, they hadn't had enough boobs, Allie. They needed one more boob. Oh my God. Just one, though. It's like not the final two. insult to that poor girl, too. She's like, oh yeah, I got topless in a movie only to be. Also, like, they chopped me dying. in half. Yeah. <laughs> Diagonally through the boobs, because you don't want to cut a boob in half. You just go right. straight through the cleavage. No. So the boobs are whole. That's not sexy. She Just if no. the top of her body is left. That's so Don't sexy. ruin the nipple. Yeah. This is what I like about this film. Uh, sorry, about this scene, I mean. Is that the piranhas are the problem, but that's not... It's it's everything else that happens. Yeah, it's these metal wire mm-hmm. snapping. It's Adam Scott. Yeah. He fucking then Tarzan's across to jump on a jet ski with a shotgun, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> It's, the, it's also the fact that the sheriffs are just blindly shooting into the water as yep. people flail about, With not worried that they're going to hit a human. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ving Rames at one point shoots a piranha that's attacking a guy. Like he shoots it right next to him with a shotgun. I was like, no, you would have just shot both people. Like. Yes, you would have killed the fish, but it doesn't. But a bullet also, is not going to stop in the fish. Like, it's going to go through the fish. Yep. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. Adam Scott's hand picking hot girls to get onto his jet ski. Yeah. And then <laughs> just, like, you, you, not you. Get the fuck off. And then he just chucks them back into the water just a few I feet know. closer to shore. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he does. It's so funny. It's like, swim. We're already swimming. (laughs) Meanwhile, in a moment that genuinely made me go like, oh, fuck. Eli Roth gets his head exploded, brain matter all over a girl's breast as a boat just like careens into him. It's pretty great. Chaos, man. Um, And not just because I don't like Eli Roth films, but it's a pretty nasty moment. Yeah. But this is what I like. It's the mayhem around the piranhas, you know? Shoes tasering the water, killing a bunch of them. And then DJ Boy rides off in the speedboat. 
and just starts mowing down this is people. Gruesome. It's awful. How do they even do this? I don't even know how they shot this bit. I don't know. It's really ugh. He's just like ugh. he's going at it and just like it doesn't look sped up. Definitely doesn't look composited. They don't look like fake bodies. I'm sure some of them are, oh. but like they're just being like knocked down as he plows through them. It's fucking crazy. Yep. And it looks great. It's pretty bad. And then a girl. I don't gets- understand why he was doing that either. He's in a panic. He's just like, I gotta get to shore, and he just didn't give it's a like, shit. He was. It looked like he was boating away from shore. Well, they were all so close to shore. Yeah, because like Katie mentioned, they don't leave the dock. I know, They're literally They're on like shore, on the dock. <laughs> they would true. just climb up a boat and just into the stay sand. Yeah, he's yeah. just boating away from them all into the water. It's weird. I don't know. But someone would panic like this, and that's what I like about yeah. it. You know, like you, you're getting sure. most so much of the carnage is caused by people rather than piranhas, which is right. pretty cool. And then yeah, girl gets her hair tangled in the boat propeller. <laughs> he keeps revving the boat, and her face just rips. Right oh, I do not like this. And oh. It is fucking nasty. This made me want to go get a haircut, like, right now. <laughs> I was like, hey, my hair is too long. I need to go get a haircut. <laughs> the, I mean, I'll be honest. These are the moments where I'm like, okay, this movie's great. Like, just because if you're going to do it, fucking do it. And they really do. Like, yeah. this is where you can see Alexander Azure. He doesn't like to be sanitized. Like, when he did nasty stuff in high tension, it's nasty. The same with the Hill Have Eyes. Yeah, this is him. I think the rest of the movie is shown. We're going to be fun, popcorny. You're not expecting the level of mayhem this end ending is going to get. Yeah, to. Uh, it goes from like a five to an eleven super quick. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, Derek's still being a dick. He's still trying to force the boat to break free, which it eventually does, and then just impels this straight on the rock. Would have like just blown the engine. Yeah, minutes like 20 minutes ago you can't do this to a boat for 20 minutes like him going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards nice. and i know jake mentions it but i was like no that engine is gone like 15 minutes ago of him doing this but then yeah they're impaled they're sinking he and crystal fall into the water we get this crazy moment where crystal has one go through her belly and up and out of her mouth <laughs> <laughs> while, yeah. while derek's just been like holy fuck that was really crazy and then Jake's siblings, they managed to escape through the bottom of the boat, but Kelly is stuck down there and then Derek gets pulled on to the boat with no legs anymore and no penis. So they all forget about Kelly for a bit, who's in the sinking downstairs bit of the boat and worry about Derek and his penis. Brooke, God bless her. She's acting a fucking hard out. She is upset about Derek being dead. And then we see Derek's penis, CGI, floating past some jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. And then they get eaten by a piranha as if that wasn't enough. Throws it back up again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody wants to eat that penis. 3D vomited up penis. Yeah. Of all the penises I wanted to see in this, this that's not the not one it. I wanted. And then I didn't want it to not be attached to a body. <laughs> and, a, and CGI. Yeah. And yeah. then regurgitated like, by that fish. That didn't even look like a good dildo. Like That was just a really like comical... Yeah, this is just stuff that doesn't work. But zero hey, out of ten for this penis. Again, if you <laughs> again if you're feeling down, don't worry, because back at spring break, woo! Yeah, it's not so exciting way. anymore. It's like saving. Boop, 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 boop. It's like saving Private Ryan. 
This fucking girl. It it's like Normandy. We are on the beach of Normandy right now. This girl being carried out who for no reason just rips in half. I know. I was like, man, she is a frail human. And then she just throws her arms in the air. Like, eat oh, some more hamburgers. <laughs> oh, damn it. It's like when you watch the zombie films or something that they can put themselves back together. And, still, and she was just like, oh, no, now I got to find my legs. They're running around somewhere. And then the guy who has the top half of her body just drops her. He's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. She's a goner. Yep. I mean, he's not, not, he's not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> I true. the same thing. God bless Greg Nicotero, because this what a hero. This stuff looks incredible. It looks, it looks really so good. fucking good. Yeah, and Ving is kicking butt with a shotgun, but he runs out of shells. Then he takes a goddamn motorboat. <laughs> well, a motor from a motor boat. Motorboat. Motor. <laughs> That's comes true. back. Oh, I didn't get that. And that might be what it is. And yeah, oh man, they should have brought that back. That would have been great if people started chanting motorboat while he's doing yeah, this. Yeah, as he was doing that. Come on, that, that would have been great. Funny. He goes all 3D with it. And I, I, my note here is no matter what you feel prior with this movie, you have to be loving this movie by this point, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's gone insane. Yeah. Well, this is such a better scene as well rather than in the second one. Where the fisherman guy who fishes with dynamite just kind of like, in order to avenge his son, just walks outside and allows the piranha to destroy him with no reaction from himself. I was like, at least in this one, Ving Rhames is like, I'm going to take motherfucking all of you out with me and like is proactive about it. So I definitely appreciate the character development. Do we see see what happens to him after this? No, but you can see that he goes down. Okay. In this scene, because so we're they're presuming that. attacking from all side, and he kind of like sinks into the water. Well, that's the problem I have is like you have this cool top down shot, and you can see them under the water attacking him three sixty, but he's only right. aiming the blade one direction, so it's like well, video he's game like logic. Swiveling. No, he's rotating he by maybe one hundred eighty degrees. He is not yeah. going three hundred sixty at all. No. So the back of him is done. Yeah, <laughs> like done. But he's taking out a fair number of them with, with this method. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And this aftermath. It would have been maybe horrific. better to do it standing in a boat. You know, yeah, absolutely. And you yeah. just hold it down over the yeah. edge. <laughs> no, not the brightest, these characters. But hey, yeah. spring break. Spring break. Woo <laughs> woo. Shu then, uh, Elizabeth Shu finally getting this all sorted, sort of. She gets a call from Jake saying, hey, guess what? Me and your other kids are on a boat sinking. We're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> So we get the jaws shot, the old push-pull technique as she realizes, oh, shit. But sadly, Elizabeth Shue's just not compelling enough here for it to really... Uh, she does anything. an American Ninja Warrior move here. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Jump across the boat. She, well, yeah. Where she, with the rope and climbs it. Yeah. Well, what's great, she does that, jumps across the boats, get to a speedboat, and then we just cut and we just see fucking Batman Adam Scott still driving his jet ski like a fucking champion. He just pulls yeah. up next to her and is like, I'll join you. <laughs> like, well, what I happened also, to him? He's like Indiana Jones. I don't even know where she's going either. I also yeah. love in these movies when like, so like Adam Scott's character here, he has just met her. He has never met her children. And yet he's like completely fine to abandon the thousands of people that are dying <laughs> that he could help. And he's like, no, your children are more important. Are more yep. important. He's like, I've already rescued these, all the hot chicks on my Thousands of people. To yeah, be fair, like, oh. he shouldn't be helping anyone. He's a seismologist. <laughs> but I do think they're trying to go for like a seismologist like, yeah, Indiana Jones is an archaeologist. Yeah. yeah. 
My favorite, one of my favorite bits though is how disinterested he sounds once they arrive at her sun sinking boat. <laughs> Do yeah. you hear this? She's like in a, it's a wide shot. They're in the distance, and she's like, "They're caught on the rocks." And he's like, "Yeah, how will we get them out?" Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like I had to pull a lot of bitches up on my jet ski. I'm tired. It's like it feels like they took her one of like the best takes she had and his one from a line reading. <laughs> like yeah. It doesn't feel like he was trying. So yeah, they create this line between the speedboat and the sinking boat, which he has to like, Scott has to keep revving the speedboat just right to keep it taut. Shoe scurries across it, which is pretty impressive. Oh, and by the way, Kelly's still stuck in the cabin. Yep. <laughs> which the, the door or the sky roof or Sky door? What is that? Sky door. Skylight? Yeah. Skylight? Whatever it is. Skylight. Sky door. She should be able to get out of it. Sky door. Jammed. But also has a grid across it, like a metal grid. Yeah, it has like... I was like, <laughs> even You're if you guys could get the door anyway. open, she is not a size like tiny yeah. mouse. Like, Negative she, three. Even a size zero is not fitting through that. Like you have no. hip bones. I was going to English size zero. That's different. When Elizabeth shoes and reaching through it again, yeah, it's like, what are you doing? She's like, can you yeah. reach my hand? She's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's irrelevant. <laughs> You're only going to get her hand to come through there. So, Because I really just want to rescue your arm. She's like, oh, I just <laughs> wanted to give you a handshake before you obviously die. <laughs> this is where Jake's hair finally reached an apex for me. It was like, I can't look at it anymore. <laughs> it was really upsetting me throughout this entire final scene. And then his mom gets fucking upset because she's like, all right, she's getting the kids to go across. Jake's like, I'm not leaving Kelly I put her in this position. She's like, fine, I'm going to sort out the kids and this porn star, and then I'll come back for you. And she looks all upset when Brooke's like, yeah, I can do this line. I'm a pole dancer. She's like, we need to right. have words. <laughs> it's like, I feel like, they're a bigger thing. People you're associating <laughs> with out here. I was like, did you not just see all the topless girls at spring break? Like- yeah. she's, she's the only one who kept a top on in a public space. Yeah, you know? she even had a, a swimsuit cover up by this point yeah. that she's wearing. I was like, she's the most modest of most of the girls that we've seen. Anyway, they all scurry across and this bit's just in- incredulous to me because like, why the fuck does Shu have to go back again to then well, go back again? why do again? they all have to go at they the same time? They all get on it at the same time. No. But Shu 100% doesn't even need to go back to the speedboat. No. She's like, I'll get them across and then I'll come back again. Why? She's just adding weight. So, of oh, course, yeah, the prana start taking bites out of Brooke. I got upset. Maybe if I wrote down, if maybe if she wasn't on a fucking rope, then Brooke yeah. would be all right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It made me really upset because she was like the only person I liked in this movie. Same. It's like, why has she got to die? I don't get it. Again, it was the long hair that got her. I know. I got to get a haircut. You guys. And I didn't remember or just not hang out near piranhas. I didn't remember this moment exactly. Uh, it could have been a while. And I've been watching these interviews before I watched the film. And the producer lies in one of the interviews because they're talking about the naked scene of the two of them swimming. And he says, this is super secret, but we're actually talking right now about a sequel with these two girls. So in my head, I was like, oh, I thought, didn't they both die? So in my head, I was like, oh, okay, I guess like Brooke gets out of No, <laughs> it really upset me. I was like, no, no, no. Both their faces are fucked. One of them had a piranha come through her face. So <laughs> I don't think she's showing back up looking hot. And then, yeah, Brooke's it's a zombie movie. literally gets destroyed. Well, our eyeballs get eaten again. Yeah. Like more eyeballs. I know. Three eyeball shots. Well, that was upsetting. Anyway, we're left with I Jake. Know. He takes the rope and attaches it to himself. And this is where now I appreciate this moment because this is the only callback pretty much to the first film. Yeah. And then he goes to get Derek's body. 
and we get a final scare from him as he utters wet t-shirt and I write down ugh <laughs> yeah ugh yep like just know when the joke isn't a joke I know yeah anyway Kelly she's fending off the piranhas with a frying pan and Jake throws Derek's body into the waters all of the piranhas go after it of course why wouldn't they the thousands and thousands of piranha and he uses this as a distraction to slip silently into the water to go get Kelly. Why she couldn't just swim out when all the piranhas went? Why she needs a guy to come save said. her? I don't yeah. know. Because they act as though there isn't a way for him to have a plan with her or to talk to her. Yeah. So I was like, all you got to do is be like, I'm going to throw this body over. You'll then have 10 seconds. As soon as they leave the room. I will be on the other side. You pop up and then the boat will drag us off together. Yeah. But no. He's gonna go. You gotta go be a hero, and then start talking to her like she's a fucking child. And then try to decide. And that then that's kiss the her. time to fucking kiss the bitch. No. Yeah. I would have slapped his face if I was her. You taking the advantage of that situation? Like, just the way he talks to her really upset me. She's oh, like, "Okay, we're gonna do this. Do you understand? Is that all right?" And it's like, "Yeah, she's." Can fine. you hold on to me? She was just frying pan yeah, and fucking piranhas. Yeah. Can you hold piranhas. on really tight? Yes. Dick. I can hold on tight enough to strangle you. <laughs> he fills the water with propane. She ties the flare to the wall. She just grabs onto his throat. Yes, I can. <laughs> How's this? <laughs> Tied enough. They're going to ask for 10 seconds here rather than 100 or 200, which I guess is an improvement for the previous film. Even then, <laughs> slowest fucking counting ever. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I was counting it down and this was like 30 seconds. I know I did seconds. too. I was like, nope, they would have gone already and you guys would have been smashed into the side of a boat. <laughs> And the speedboat, of course, won't start, but then Jake starts to flare. He throws it. A piranha's attack. The speedboat does start, and the boat explodes. And here's the thing. is like, like we complained in the first one because they come up with this like, look, piranha have escaped everywhere. Thousands of them. You touch the water, you die. Yeah. And yet they all go home to their little boat. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's where you can kill theirs. them. In their boat or in their like area or whatever. Like. Well, at least What's-Her-Face does say afterwards, like, we didn't kill them all. But we sure, sure. But I mean, them. that's the problem with the first ones. With this one, though, we're not even pretending they have a home. Right. These are just rogue. And sure, some of them would be near these people. And right. yeah, we have both things. Because it blows up. And then we have the line of, they're all dead. Which I wrote down, uh, no. <laughs> nope. They're not. But then, yes, Shu then does say, oh, we didn't get all of them, but it's a start. Which definitely feels like we did a test screening and people are upset, so we overdubbed a line. <laughs> Just like, but then yeah, mad scientist walkie-talkie says there's a major problem. The piranhas are not fully grown; they're the babies. Deemed the babies. Goodbye, and at this point, Adam I was Scott. Like, well, I'm sad that hot British chick died, but at least we still have Adam Scott. And then he stands up, <laughs> and I'm like, oh god damn it! <laughs> there he goes. I'm like he gonna die. <laughs> Big old piranha chomps him. Giant fucking flying piranha. We're back to the spawning. End credits <laughs> rock, to rock music, which I will say the rock song here isn't as good as the end credit song in last week's 1995 remake, <laughs> which I know you two tuned out for, but I can tell you it was better than this. <laughs> Nothing really at the end either. There's like a floating face that's been eaten at the very end of the credits and that's it. So yeah, that is Piranha 2010 3D. Little couple of facts. Richard Dreyfuss shot for two days. Christopher Lloyd only shot for one, and yet both were top billed to draw people into this movie. Azure originally wanted cameos from the from the original directors, Joe Dante and James Cameron. He wanted them to play boat captains, giving safety lessons to teenagers. Uh, <laughs> Joe Dante was up for it. James Cameron was busy. <laughs> Did they mention it was spring break? <laughs> <laughs> they use okay. Check this out. 
for the Spring Break Massacre set, like I said, it took nine days to shoot it, and they used 1,112 boats. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's fucking night. crazy. So when you look at a 24 million, whatever budget it was, yes, it's all That's where this. it went. <laughs> yeah, Kelly and Kelly Brook and Riley Steele spent two weeks training for the new synchronized swimming set piece. They were using about 75,000 gallons of fake blood every single day on average. Wow. Like we said, Joe Francis was very pissed about, yeah, the girls were wild stuff. Alexandra Azure himself, he cared so much about making sure he wanted to end the scene to look right. And he knew it's going to rely on all these extras. So he cast every single spring break extra himself. Wow. He didn't let what? any business. Damn. Yeah. All of them. So he, like, they filed through a room one by one? I mean, he probably just watched video auditions, whatever, but he would have picked every single but one. That's insane. Normally like, why something wouldn't you like just this? want a group of people and be like, yeah, you're all. But this is the thing. Like, I think it, I think he's right. Like, honestly, because like I watched that scene and in any other movie and in this one, I'm looking at the background. You know, I'm looking at yeah. the extras to see like, who's the person breaking it? Because there's so many people. There's going to be someone being an idiot. And I, I maybe saw one, you know, like it right. feels so authentic. And the end scene works because, yeah, I think he picked all the right people. Yeah. To fill that end scene out. Despite a 5.4 on IMDb now, which is, again, audience ratings, it was pretty critically loved. Like, they did not do uh, preview screenings of this for critics, which normally means you got a bad movie. But I think they knew this was a movie. I think they were worried. I think they thought this is a movie the audience might like, but critics aren't going to like it because it's too, mm -hmm. you know, what it is. But critics genuinely enjoyed it. But did you guys enjoy it? Allison, how do you feel about Prana 3D? <laughs> One thing I do want to say is these movies have really, really made me want to go be underwater and hold on to a rope and let a boat pull me. <laughs> it looks like a blast every time they do it. Preferably uh, without like a broken window between you and freedom. Right. No like piranha attacking me or threat of drowning, but it does look pretty fun. <laughs> Maybe with like a snorkeling set just at like... The surface so I could breathe, but just hold on to a rope and be pulled. Sure. That sounds fun. I'm sure we can arrange that. Okay. Make it happen. <laughs> That's my review. That's I'm my dead. review. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I liked this idea much, much more than where the piranha have come from in the past. I think this is probably my favorite setup. I think the Earth Tremor idea is very cool. I like that these were piranha that were thought to have been extinct. At the start of it, as soon as I noticed Jeremy from Vampire Diaries and Vanessa from Gossip Girl, I was like, okay, this is like people from my trashy high school TV days showing up. I'm excited. This is just going to be like a trashy, fun horror movie. And it was. And then I feel like I'm all of a sudden getting old because as soon as shit hits the fan... It really rubbed me the wrong way and I really was not enjoying it and it just kept getting more and more and more chaotic and it kept annoying me more and more and more and by the time we got to the point where the girl's hair is stuck in the engine, I was so upset because I just, it was like way too much, which is weird because in the past that's never bothered me and anytime a movie like dips its toe into the craziness but doesn't dive fully into the craziness i would always call that out as a flaw and say that you need to either go all in or just not even touch it and they went all in here and i don't know why it just <laughs> i really didn't like it that is because you've never yeah like in all the series we've done 
again for people who are new to ali like when we first met you seemed just very like very nice like a good person like you're not going to be in horror films and then when we started watching horror films with you the big shock was you were unshockable like you just like do not get affected yeah. you don't care nothing like upset i don't you. get scared well that's like with this it's not scary no but uh, but i think but it yeah. was i do appreciate all the practical effects i think those looked good i wonder if maybe they only worked with practical effects and didn't have any cgi if it would have bothered me as much do you think it was know. more maybe like the 3D that really annoyed you? It could have been. Maybe um, I'm just pissed that they gave me a penis and it wasn't even a real penis. It was upsetting. It was upsetting. But you're saying it's like the chaotic escalation of the end. That's yeah, that just yeah. Well, that's what at that point I just like I got super annoyed, which was weird because that's never happened. <laughs> it's never bothered me. <laughs> Interesting. So I yeah, as we were sitting there right when the movie finished, I was like, I have no idea where I'm gonna slot this in on my list because I was really excited at the start and I do think it's a fun movie so yeah I have no idea I think this will be a hard one for me to decide on after we watch our last movie in a treat that makes me happy I like some controversy in here want our list to be different <laughs> Katie yeah I really like the more grounded in science approach to this rather than like weaponized fish to take over Vietnam or wherever's river system and then it kind of streamlined the story for me as far as like oh now we have to decide if they can be in salt water versus fresh water oh now we have to give an explanation for this and this and this but yeah so the the earthquake tremor chasm opening thing and then these being prehistoric fish that once were dominant aggressors it was a much better and believable and streamlined storyline to start with I had not similar or the same, but similar feelings of Allie and that I think it's just because they didn't set up the characters enough and I didn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. And I do get kind of annoyed by the like frat boy system of like spring break is only for girls to get naked and it does feel very subjective, but I couldn't really pinpoint why, but I, the whole, like, I liked the scary horror elements of this in themselves, but while watching it, I was like, this girl got her hair caught in the thing, and now her whole skull's going to come off. Like, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. But if you read that to me on paper, I'm like, that sounds amazing. And watching the scene on paper, but it's, I think it's because, yeah, this douchebag is like mowing through people in his boat, and then her hair gets caught. So it's it's almost like bad things happening to girls because of just asshole guys. And I think that's what was almost kind of annoying me through this movie is I was like, I don't know. I mean, it, the whole thing is is just boys chanting to girls, take your top off and yeah. the girls listening and being like, ha ha ha, isn't it so funny? Maybe that's what it was. And maybe that sounds really prudish coming from me. But at the same time, I was like, it kind of put me in a, a, an annoyed setting from the very beginning. So then when things happened, to it and i know obviously things bad things happen to guys but it was almost like being rames got to go down in a in glory and most of the guys you don't really see guys getting ripped apart or it was just very yeah. subjective of all women the most gruesome ones were throughout and i get that it's like yeah because it's spring break and that's what it is but at the same time i was like it kind of rubbed me the wrong way in some aspects so i appreciated what was happening I don't love 3D stuff, so that I struggled with. But I again, I appreciate it. 
But I like I didn't really have anyone to root for. And so when they did take down Brooke or whatever her name was, I was like, really? Like you couldn't leave us one character, one like one likable girl character besides the sheriff who is pretty pathetic throughout. So I don't know. I liked it and didn't like it almost equally. So yeah, it was a weird one. I don't really know. Again, with like Ali said, I'm going to struggle to place it because there were elements of it I really liked. But I think it was just, yeah, the really masochistic masculinity of this film. I struggled with enjoying it when everything bad seemed to be happening to girls who were just, yeah, on spring break. I am very nervous about next week. Uh oh. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It was just like a weird tone that it set it up on. No, yeah. And no, I don't disagree. So I'm going to find this hard now because I'm the only guy on this podcast. So for me, it's, it's going to make me sound terrible to people listening. So to be clear, again, I've called it out. Like the whole spring break thing for me is so detached from my life. I think it's one of the reasons I, at one point in my life in the 20, in my 20s, I enjoyed watching some frat boy humor stuff because it's so ridiculous to me. Like I didn't have to live in that world. And I remember meeting you, Katie, and you're like, no, if you grew up with these people, it's a little different. And I can appreciate funny. that. Yeah. No, no, and they're not funny, to be clear. I'm definitely laughing at all these people. I'm not even in an affectionate, oh, I wish I was one of them way. Absolutely not. It's like, you know, watching aliens in a zoo or something. It's very, very strange for me. And yes, you know, again, I try to be as honest as I possibly can in all the reviews. Like, I am a guy, and I am a horror fan, and I grew up with stuff, and there's certain things you're conditioned with, and a certain, for whatever evolution of horror, they have resonated for the majority more with men than females, and that's gradually becoming less and less true. And, like, obviously, there are many passionate female advocates of stuff in the 80s and the 90s and throughout the 70s but it has been a male-centric genre for a long long time rightly or wrongly um and that has instilled certain things so like azure was very honest with this film it's like i wanted to do blood and i wanted to do boobs and just have fun and get back to that style of filmmaking you know and he definitely does that here but he throws in so many characters so many characters and yeah, I don't care about any of them. The only one I remotely like is Brooke, and she's not really given anything to do. So, I mean, that's really just like, that's purely because I think Kelly Brooke has nice natural charisma. Anybody else playing that character, I wouldn't have cared about her either, you know? Oh, well, he made a smart move in having her retain her British accent. Oh, definitely. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah, and I do think I do think Elizabeth Shue is meant to be this like exciting female lead character in there. She's not in it enough, and she's just not doing a good enough job. I'm not going to argue with you guys. There is definitely more, obviously, there's more that I would love more guy nudity in this. I want more penises. I want more butts going on. I want a bit of equality in Spring Break. I haven't been to Spring Break. I've only seen videos on TV shows. It feels like this is a fairly accurate portrayal, but maybe it's not. And there are like, you know, you know, maybe there are penises and butts. And if so, they should have been here as well. And yeah, when it comes to the kills, yes, there is definitely more of a leaning towards the kills toward the females because they know that's what the guys want to see. They want to see the girls like getting their boobs out and being put in these perilous situations because, again, rightly or wrongly, that's the evolution of the horror genre. Men want to kill women. <laughs> Men want promise well, to kill women. Like even what we were joking about with the eyeball thing, no guy gets his eyeball eaten. Only women. Yeah. It's like all of the effects were used on women, not a guy getting ripped in half as they're pulling him off the beach. It's a girl. Right. It's because you like, can have boobs in the shot time. as you have a crazy, gruesome But she had clothes on. Happening. The one who gets ripped in half has her clothes on. 
And if it was like, a cheaper film, I would stand up for it with the point of, look, there are a lot of female prosthetics made for horror films and you are going to recycle stuff. You know, there aren't as many male ones and that's how it works when you're doing cheap horror films. Some of it's just practical. This is what we have, so let's keep repurposing it. This is $24 million. They could have done yeah. what they wanted to do. No, I, I do not disagree at all with those problems. And those are problems. So. And the huge, the biggest problem for me is just, again, like you were saying, Katie, I don't care about any of these people. No. And none of the relationships are written well enough. I kind of liked his pseudo girlfriend as well. She could have been nice. Like she had an, but they don't do anything with her. There's no arc for any of these people either. It's right. very frustrating. Even the kids were kind of cool. Like there could have been something more to do with them. They had like a fun. Dynamic. The little boy was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the little girl's like, she's sassy and like, you know, picking up on stuff and like conning him out of money like it was kind of fun right but even the little girl her first line is like i like your boobs yeah and it's like they don't give the women anything and i know that this is a very it's a, a decade ago almost and so yeah all the like the feminist movement has made leaps since then but it doesn't change the fact that this still is it was a problem like it should have been a problem then and it is still a problem now well, and, but this is, and this is where this, again, this is where rightly or wrongly, it's difficult because this film is purposely celebrating that stuff. This film is very purposely, you know, we're doing all this stuff and you're either going to hate that or you're going to have a good time with it. You know, it's not trying to be polite. It's not trying to build any bridges. It's not trying to be progressive. It's it's very purposely being retroactive with this is what horror films used to be like. And I want to celebrate that. And it came out at a time when not that many were doing that at that point. And this is kind of where I struggle because yeah, judging it from what it is i do have a good time with it like i do i'm not gonna lie i would have a better time if there was more equality of nudity and i'm not saying that to be polite like i genuinely strongly like there to be equality of nudity because i like nudity in films i have no problem seeing naked ladies and i have no problem seeing naked men i don't believe the answer is just to eradicate nudity from movies but i do believe the answer is to have a little bit more of a balance so there's something a little bit of eye candy for both sides and is that objectifying both sides yes it is I think in the right circumstances, that's fine. You can just. You have- can't tell me at spring break with all these bros being drunk and girls yeah. getting naked that there isn't at least one guy running around naked. Definitely. Like, yeah, there's got Definitely. like there's going to be mayhem. And I if you're going to give me mayhem, like give me totalitarian mayhem. Don't just give me boob mayhem. Like I I, you cannot tell me that at spring break. And again, I'm not the one to ask because I've never been but you cannot tell me that it's only women. Even just streaking. Naked. And it's always in a different yeah. way. Like, again, rightly or wrongly, when women get naked, it tends to be sexualized. And when men get naked, it tends to be laughed at. And that's not good for men either. Like, that's not yeah. fair for both sides. Yeah, but if um, you're going to objectify one, objectify both. Yeah. Right. I do agree. Exactly. But we have the film Follow that we have. Follow South Park's formula and yes. make right. fun of everyone. Be mean to everyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we have the film that we have. And I have to say... I'm fine with the film for the most part as we go through it. It's fast enough. It's slick enough. Alexandra Azure knows how to use a camera and how to shoot. All the CGI can just fuck off. Like, I don't like any of the CGI in this movie, but all the practical stuff is great. But for me, yes, even with everything we're saying, even with all the ways that I think it could be vastly improved, that last half an hour doesn't upset me like it does you two. It brings me a lot of joy. And I hope none of that joy is to do with the fact that it's mostly women getting killed in that stuff. I think it's just literally like I love it when a horror right. film follows right through and goes crazy. And what we've said with all the other films that it got to the end, it's like it better get fucking crazy and it never does. And this is the one where most horror films I've ever seen in my life, it goes crazy. Like, even Eli Roth's head just exploding is like, it's fucking nasty. And there are moments that took me back, and I'm not expecting that. 
Like that, right. not much takes me back. Um, so I really, really enjoyed the last half an hour of this movie. And it makes the whole film worthwhile to me. Even though then we still get to an ending where it's like, well, this is bullshit because we're left with characters I don't care about and all this yeah. shit. They even take away Adam Scott. Like, come on. Yeah, and Adam Scott riding around like a champion. Like, it's just ridiculous. And Ving Rhames doing his thing. And yeah, again, like the women aren't given enough to do in this. But what what is here I like? I just wish there was more things in an equality sense that I would like more, I guess is what I'm saying. So I can either just ding it and take away the things that I like from it because the other things that I want aren't there. Or I can go, well, I still like the things that are here. I just really wish this other stuff was here as well. Yeah. And I guess that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I almost just had to do some like post analysis because like Ali, I finished the film and in my brain, I was like, I liked that. But then another part was like, I don't know why, but I didn't enjoy it. I feel icky. If, yeah, I did. And I, I had to kind of sit there with it afterwards and analyze why I felt that way because I, like you said, Al, I love when everything just hits a level and then rides it out. And it does, it hit, it escalates and then it even goes further and further. And you're like, yes, this is what I'm always wanting. But then afterwards I was like, why didn't I enjoy it then? If that's what I always want. But yeah. I've seen it done in other films where it does, it hits that level and it rides it out and I love it and I'm there for it. And this one I just couldn't be. And I, and afterwards I was like, oh yeah, it's because I just felt like women were targets in this and not... Well, and also you just don't have the characters enjoy it. Like you imagine if we had those yeah. two lead characters and we actually gave a shit about them and imagine they yeah, don't go off in their boat up. and they're here in this craziness. Imagine like right. this film's done as well as Jaws or something, but, you know, centered around the teenagers more. And then yeah. the end half an hour is all of them with our lead characters in this mess. Like then you care about people in this nightmare and right. we can have like, it can really mean something rather than just being a f sort of crazy fun ride. Right. Um, but that's... All I think they were trying to do is make a crazy fun yeah. ride. So it's kind of hard to like, they didn't Absolutely. have higher ambitions, <laughs> you know, right. um, they wanted to make what they made. So there you go. That's Piranha 3D. I'm really nervous about next week, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> before we do, again, please do subscribe to us. If you go onto iTunes and type in We Geeks uh, and subscribe and rate us, it makes a big difference. I know you're just listening to those words, but do it. Also, you can... Um, email us. Yeah, email us. Fuck you at weirdgeeks.com and mail at weirdgeeks.com. Not the sex, but the <laughs> communication method. You can talk to me on everything. I'm Mr. L. White. I talk about movies a little bit on Twitter, although less because nowadays who wants to talk about things on Twitter? Everyone's terrible. I do photos on Instagram and on my Facebook. You're not invited. Uh, Ali. What about you? I am on Instagram as Ali Sue, and I am on Twitter now not locked apparently yeah. as <laughs> as Hello I am Holland like the country. I just got a notification that said Holland follows you, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> got so excited, and I was like, "Oh, oh it's I, just that bitch." I, I thought it was a country, but I will accept Ali. <laughs> yes. On mine, you can follow me. Speaking of Twitter, I am Watson Dearest on Twitter. And then, and I would love for someone to tweet at me and tell me what else is blue. You know, we're going <laughs> to circle back to the beginning. What, of this. what, <laughs> what else, else blue? is blue? <laughs> and on Instagram, you can look at my food photos, including an adorable photo of my dog and her birthday cake that I made for her. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good picture. My dearest Watson is me on Instagram. People should definitely go and check that out. It's a great picture. Great yeah. picture. She's so cute. Guys, we've come so far. 
We've got one more film left and then we're all free of the Piranha Chompies. Uh, although apparently not because you guys can do Piranha Condor or whatever the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, Asylum. So when this film came out, Asylum, who do lots of knockoffs, they did do a knockoff to uh, do some counter-programming to this movie. But it's not it's not a proper Piranha film, so we did not cover it. Next week is Piranha 3 D. Now, like I said, at least one of the same writers is coming back. Well, I was going to tell you. Ving Rhames is coming back. But he died. Mm, did he though? Is he in a wheelchair? Because that's the only way he's allowed to come back. You'll have to find out. You're going to get David Hasselhoff. Oh, yes. <laughs> I need to keep saying things like this to make you excited because you're not <laughs> going to like <laughs> where it goes next I week. like the Hoff, so uh, I'm excited now. I mean, who knows? Maybe it will go so crazy into it. All I can say, if you thought this week was going into crazy debaucherous chauvinistic all of that stuff good luck and i'm not going to say from my perspective whether that's a positive or not yet people have to wait till next week to hear my feelings but i definitely have feelings about next week's film uh in many different ways maybe i'll get drunk before that one i would recommend it that's pregame okay because this one we oh you're leaving oh yeah Yeah, we won't get to watch this one together are you gonna watch this with sean Oh my god! <laughs> you would hate it. Yeah. It's not a, I'm gonna be honest. Not a good entry point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would hate all of these in general. But the first one's pretty good. Come not, on. it's not sciencey enough. He would maybe la- have fun with the second one. Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Who wouldn't? I'm very excited about a list the week afterwards. Actually. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we'll be in that next next week with a final episode. Piranha Three Double D. Until then, we are out. Geeks. Geeks. Spring break. Spring break. break. <laughs>